0: Hi, and welcome to episode 55, Um, a little bit different start to today's episode. I just wanted to uh, basically bring to the forefront that Sarah, Erin, and I, hi, this is Morgan, uh, we are real people with real lives and things happen. Um, Right after we, well, we're up on like a year now, so right around the start of our podcast and right around my birthday, exactly a year ago today, we lost my grandma Barb, um, so, I just wanted to basically dedicate episode 55 to her in her honor. Um, she was a martini loving, s- serving <laughs> others, basically amazing goddess. So, just wanted to cheers to her because she did support Sinister Sunrise. So, again, hold your loved ones close. And here's to you, Grandma. Cheers, ladies. Cheers. cheers.
1: Clink, clink, clink. <laughs>
2: Pacific.
0: Well, Erin teaches near there. I don't want to give it away. And Erin just got informed she has another snow day. That
2: makes three snow days in a row. And <laughs> happy birthday, Erin! It's a birthday Aww, gift. Thank you. We did that. We did this for you. And you, you know did. how
0: I did? I how? put my spoons in the freezer. <laughs> you did. Mm-hmm. I put an orange under my pillow. Yes. And I flushed ice cubes. All oh. at the same time. Well, I only have two hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Yes. You yelled at Wes. <laughs> on the
2: three, Let's two, go. one. <laughs> Your dogs are involved. Yeah. Winnie, wait, wait, wait. get the oranges.
0: Cricket's got the ice on lock. She's like, cool. I'll, I'll drop in the toilet for you. I got this. This <laughs> bitch is obsessed with ice. Oh my god. She hears the by. Ma- she could be dead ass asleep. Here's the ice maker, and she's like, Whoa. like what? Oh. So dopey (laughs) Oh, my God. She dreams of it.
2: (laughs) Oh, oh, I love ice. Yeah.
0: Anyways, so. I wish that was my
2: favorite snack, but a low-calorie snack. Right. Mm. (sighs) To be a dog. Mm. To be a dog. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Jealous. They sleep most of the day. God. (laughs) My parents' dogs take... So my parents live in Florida now, Mm. and they have a lanai, which is like a covered um, pool. I have never
0: heard that word before.
2: I have never heard it until them. I don't know if they made that up or who knows I'm sure it's not a lun eye, mm. cause they're lit cause like Sarah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. it could be maybe they made it up I'm gonna could make be. a sign that says that now okay lun-i
0: good thing you have a cricket and you're a talented little girl I'm, I almost cursed but I held it back can you tell Almost I almost said M effort but I said hmm. hey, little girl hmm. oh. she a talented little mama <laughs> <No>
2: better <laughs> But so they, it's a screened-in pool, so yep. my dog, or their dogs, so I the guess. So the gators can't get in. Well, yeah, the gators and the lizards. Um, Don't want that. <laughs> no, that would freak out the prissy little dogs my parents have. They will just, I mean, a
3: gator, yes. The
2: lizards, I mean. Okay. Even the lizards, let's be real. Oh. <laughs> um, they will lounge in the sun until they get hot, mm-hmm. and then they'll get up and walk to the shade, because there's couches in the shade, and they'll take a little nap. And they'll get back up, go to the sun. Their day is Do it what all I over aspired. again. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, damn! That sounds nice. Literally, no worries in the world. Mm-hmm. Spoiled dog. Man, I
0: hope I come back as a dog, but not any dog. Like one of my friends'
2: family's dog. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's be real. Yep. I want to live in Florida. Get they ready. those dogs have to do nothing. <laughs> Florida's do. Fun, uh, fun
0: place. It's a good thing they uh, they yeah. keep his tail too, so doesn't doesn't hurt i
2: don't know
0: <laughs> just not. because one of them doesn't have like any teeth does not mean he is <laughs> less attractive than any other oh, dog. no
2: teeth in an underbite <laughs> <laughs> oh but he's so <laughs> cute though he's one of those dogs like he's so ugly he's cute yeah he's really sweet honestly yes and he's going blind right now um, yeah so he likes to get really close to your face which mm-hmm. is cute but it's breath smells, and you're like, like, I, got love, you know, like <laughs> I love this, but can you please <laughs> does he eat regular dog food? Okay, so they are very spoiled. <gasps> uh-huh. Do they get chickens? They get they get options. Okay, so my mom always puts out dry food in case they want it. <laughs> and then she does, um, I think it's called it's not little Caesars. It's little uh <laughs> what is you know what I'm talking about? Like the little it's wet dog food. Oh, it is Caesar. It's just Caesars. Oh, Caesars. Oh. I was like, pizza. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's what I was thinking.
2: No, a little wet, dry food. And mom, um, <laughs> she will cut it up into like nine portions. And then she cuts up some turkey to put it on top. Well, not on top. She likes to mix it in because oh. I'll just eat it off top. Uh-huh. And then she'll put a little bit of cheese if they're being really good. Wow. And that's there. That is meal. the light. <laughs> if I die
0: anytime. Before your parents are really old, that's where I want to be. Uh, same A dog at your house with no teeth. Yep. Yep. Alright, cool. Um, Established.
2: Jesus, you hear us? Lord. <laughs> Witches? Wizards? Wherever. Whoever. Aliens. Alright. Mm. Too far?
0: That's not for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> whoever
0: is behind the screen. <laughs> the group watching
2: us. Laws, yeah. <laughs> hear us now. Hear us on Sinister Sunrise. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin.
0: I'm Morgan. Ooh. My arms are very long and I just touched your
2: AC duct. Oh, that's okay. Sorry. <laughs> I thought it was maybe the keyboard. Could you imagine like, if, oh, if cool, you just like punted it? <laughs> <And then> boom. <laughs> boom. boom. <laughs> Sorry. So in movies, people crawl in
0: those? Yeah. Well, in buildings, well, they're in much bil- yeah. Okay, I was like, Hollywood
2: <laughs> no. must be tiny. Because... Is there a
0: screen right here? Oh, wouldn't that be so scary if it was?
2: Mm-mm. A little head just <laughs> little hands. <laughs> <gasps> have you, you can seen put on, a little thing in it have you seen it's, it's on tiktok
0: it's yes i have fallen victim thank you sarah oh, to I've the tiktok world yes have you seen no. the video of the girl she's like driving by a building and she's like y'all what the f- is that and she like looks over and there is like a grate up against like a like a, a building okay and there's a kid <gasps> holding it and looking out and she's oh like my God. what the fuck and then so she parks her and she's like staring at it and the kid of course is like back and the hands are forward so it just looks so ominous no no it's part of an art exhibit (gasps) and it's fake so you go up and it's just a flat surface but the art is so good that it looks like (gasps) like the shadows are done where it looks like the hands are reaching out of a grate so it was not a real child it's not a real child oh okay go for that artist yeah it's a it's not a real life art exhibit as in the person's not isn't real it's a real art exhibit but it's a painting gotcha
3: Got it nope. on the outside that people can drive and see. Uh-huh. Oh, that would throw me off. Uh-huh. I don't like that. Did <laughs> yeah.
2: you guys hear? Speaking of TikTok, a TikToker found bodies in a suitcase on the beach. Whoa, the that's the random nodding we talked about. What? Oh, that's that... random nodding. You find bodies? That... Well, no, but because that doesn't seem random. That seems like body nodding. Don't you put in like <gasps> body nodding, 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 none. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh <Okay>, you
2: know. <laughs>
3: but don't you put in like your intention and you i don't i don't know how you do that
0: send me to
2: the bodies
0: oh i from what i understand you put in any random word okay and it takes you to something that is linked to that but no one really knows why so these people just put in like sand or something Mm -hmm. and it took them to this dock and they were like, oh, there's nothing really here. But, like, normally it takes you, like, a oh, cool. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then they look down on, like, the rocks. And they're like, oh, it's like a suitcase. And then they went and opened it. And they're like, damn, that stinks really bad. And then they opened it more. And they were like, there's plastic bags in there. Police.
2: <laughs> I want to start planting weird stuff around the city and putting, like, Random knots on it. Or so, like, what's little, it called? Yeah, random knot. Random yes. rando- yeah, Yes. Random mm-hmm.
0: knotting. Yeah. Random knotting. So, like, pictures of like little kids with their hands sticking out of a grate. And just... <laughs> let's, just put, <laughs> let's just put our stickers all over. Let's just
2: stick them to random ass shit. Mm-hmm. I've thought about that actually, walking through the Soulard district and stuff. The Soulard? <laughs> When I go for a stroll <laughs> in Soulard, I often get lost. And I think, mm, if I only had some stickers to find me home. <laughs> a little path. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with your new place. Girl, get in written.
0: Oh, yeah. Some congratulations. Are, well. No. Okay, us hold well. on. Let's hold on. Sorry. Burp. Rewind.
2: But Morgan has the game today. I do. And it's on theme. For Aaron's birthday. Oh, it is? For body nodding. Oh. <laughs> what is this? What's happening? Aaron kills
3: us. <laughs> and then we oh. and, <laughs> and I take over the podcast. Don't like, be blue.
2: ridiculous.
0: No. <laughs> yes. No. Um, Sarah helped me come up with this because um, my idea was
2: <laughs> way more boring. Um, we still could do yours. N- hell no. It's stupid. Yours is good. Sorry, I took it. I'll help you come up with yours. So. Well, let's, let's not say it's good until we do it because it may not work the way we think.
0: <laughs> it's a minute to win a game, which is hey. where we get most stuff. And you have a... We're probably going to use the bar counter, and you have a solo cup, and it's this way down, Mm -hmm. Then you have to blow up a balloon and move the cup with the air that comes out of the balloon across.
3: Oh, no. Oh, cool. Okay.
0: Oh, no!
2: Oh, cool. (laughs) Would we do it like a race? Like we each have our own I didn't know if
0: we should do that or if we should do, like, time it to see how long it takes you to get across. Fair enough. Listeners, we're gonna work out the kinks, and we'll be back with the winner. One, Oh fuck, that means I go first. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So what what was the game? Okay. We... we we lined up a bunch of cups and we blew up a balloon with and we only had 30 seconds to move as many cups as we could across Aaron's bar. I got four. Sorry, I'm drinking wine. I got three. <laughs> I got gypped, first <gasps> of all. In the lung department. Hey, <laughs> hey, I got one, I I got <laughs> one across. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Regardless, I did not win. I am going last. And that's fine.
0: That's really, it's really okay.
2: Someone okay. has to. Yes. So.
0: Damn. Erin's <laughs> face looks so savage when she. someone has to.
2: And it's that, not going to be me. I've never felt more like a second class citizen. <laughs> Thanks, Erin. <Aaron. laughs> but it's your birthday. You can say it.
0: Well, <laughs> since I got the mostest, mm-hmm. that means I'm firstest. Mm-hmm. Woo. So. My topic, I think I mentioned I might do this, and I, I think one of you got somewhat excited. <laughs> if not, I made okay, it. Up. We're both just gonna be like, boo, <laughs> boo, princess boo. Boo. <laughs> Just crickets. Like, yeah, no. Um, so, um, I did like a little bit of a twist, kind of. It's anyway, celebrity ghost stories. Boo! No, that's okay. Really cool. I'm pumped. We'll yeah, this. you. Yeah. No, I'm excited. <laughs> I only said boo because I'm out. <laughs> so, w- the reason I wanted to do this was I was kind of hoping that it was going to be like one of two things: one, it would just be like a famous person sitting down and like sharing their ghost experiences, or two, actual celebrity ghosts. Yeah. So I'm yeah. saving that. The second, the latter oh, part of okay. that for another time. Yeah, uh, Because I cool. got some very good stuff. Ooh. Uh, so today I'm going to talk to you about three celebrities. Ooh. They're very random, so. But I got inspired because, of course, when you search celebrity ghost, the first thing that comes up is a show called Celebrity Ghost Stories. Oh. There, mm-hmm. there are full episodes all over YouTube, so if you are inspired by my words, then go and listen to them. They're Some of the celebrities I... I've never seen them before, but some of them I have. So, yeah. Interesting. I think I got three that... Well, if you don't know these three, then we're not, we're not friends. Oh. <laughs> um, so, little background. A&E started a series where, quote, celebrities share their personal encounters with ghosts, haunted homes, and unexplainable spells. Hmm. Uh, it ran from late 2009 until mid-2014, to- and when I googled it, I like it was like there's the first thing like all of the things that popped up were like celebrity ghost stories. So I was like, damn, this is like a really popular show. And I like clicked on a couple like quick little links to watch it. I was like, why do these why is this filming so weird? Like why does it why are their outfits so weird? And then I looked at the like when it aired and mm-hmm. I was like, ah, ah, 2010. It okay. <laughs> explains <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So um, you can find these, like I said, full episodes are available on YouTube, um, but they're on um fyi don't know what that is uh lmn so i think that's lifetime movie network maybe and A E. uh the lmn is what airs it on youtube so if you look that up look that channel up you should be able to find all of them all right so also the first video i watched i thought this was just like a special episode with a psychic but that's not the case a psychic is involved in almost every single episode if not all of them and at first I was like, mm, she's no Matt Frazier, but go back to episode where I talk about mediums. But she's okay. Her name is Kim. Kim Russo. And the first person that I'm gonna talk to you about today is Paula Abdul. Hey! Yes. Um, so Paul her clip was was rather short, um, but her describing like just, like, the feelings that she had and, ha- like, has dealt with was very... I thought it was very valid. So, uh, at Paula's old house, before the the clip takes place in one of her newer homes with Kim, but at Paula's old house, um, she would see flashes of light in the middle of the day. So, like, she'd just mm. be standing there and it looks like a beam of light goes, like, whoosh, across. across. This also would happen just randomly. Also during the day, all TVs in the whole house would just turn on by themselves just the tvs so like yeah as much as i like i love to like debunk stuff but like just the tvs Mm -hmm. the the electric doesn't know that like no there's no outlets for tvs so (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and then also she noted (laughs) vacuum
2: cleaners would just turn on by themselves um yeah and Is she sure she wasn't just unprepared for the cleaning lady to come? Listen,
0: <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. I do not know Paula <laughs>
2: on a personal level, okay? But
0: she seemed a little bit shook. Okay, okay. okay. Um, finally, her mother was at her house and did see the flash of light. So, like, she, mm. and then she brought it up to Paula, and Paula's like, okay, I'm not crazy. Like, mm. I, you know, you've seen it too. Um, and then a good friend of hers stayed with her for a couple of months and had the same exact experiences like the tv coming on and all that so Mm -hmm. like just she's like it finally made me feel like i wasn't crazy and i was like well maybe in that sense but her mouth also like barely moved when she talks because she has just like so much plastic surgery so it's just kind of like her teeth like didn't come apart and i was like are you sad are you scared i yeah it's just it's paula (laughs) Um, ola. It's Paula. Uh, in the next home she owned, um, she and her housekeeper—so she is very aware of the cleaning ladies. I forgot. She's mm, she, very aware she, of the cleaning ladies. She said, "My housekeeper, whatever her name is, um, is probably one of the only people I trust in my life. I've known her for 28 years. She's my longest wow. friendship. And That's I a good like, housekeeper. Yeah. Okay. So, so it wasn't her just turning on the vacuums and walking away.
2: Unless she wanted like the day off, and she's like. The vacuums are—they're haunted. I can't work today. Yeah, they're, they're just, they're, I don't look at that. Aaron has a snow day, and the vacuums are messed up. Mm-hmm. I don't think I should have to work. I gotta, I
0: gotta <laughs> go. I gotta go home. Mm-hmm. So, um. Oh, <laughs> again, at her next home, she and her housekeeper both experienced weird things, and they just never felt safe like they just always felt like on edge just not good um the house she lives in now again granted this was for film between 2010 and 2014 so she probably doesn't live there now because money. but um <laughs> uh she like the way it showed is like she has a three huge glass doors that are double paneled mm-hmm. and they okay. can all open up and go to a patio she, at night, makes sure all the doors are bolted at the top and that the handles are locked and mm-hmm. they're all secure because she's just scared, of, you know, someone will break in. Yeah. Well, randomly, um, again, making sure they're bolted and locked, uh, late at night, um, whoever she and other people who have stayed with her hear a loud bang. They will run downstairs and all of the doors are wide open. Ooh no thanks and then sometimes it's that paired with the kitchen cabinets open so Ooh. of course the medium psychic medium that's the way they referred to her says like this is definitely some like poltergeist activity yeah yeah um and just kind of recommended some things to help ease that um yeah again more details on the like her actual like findings if you'd like to watch it but it was just very weird and like it's spooky. I don't know. It just gives, like, a little bit more, like, validity when
2: a famous person has something happen. I don't know why, but...
3: Celebrities. Yeah. They're cool. just like us. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Well, Because yes. they're, um, they're, like, images on the line. Yeah. Like, do you want to look crazy? Maybe some do. Well, because to be fair, a celebrity is, like, their whole thing is their image, really. Yeah.
0: I mean, if Kid Rock wants to come yeah. and talk about some ghosts, I'm going to be like, all right, buddy. you t- Keep talking. But, like, <laughs> Paul Abdul? Okay. I wouldn't expect mm-hmm. that from her. Yeah. yeah. Right. I believe it. Are you going to believe
2: the next one? <gasps> Brit Nasty Spurs? No. Oh. <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus. <gasps>
0: I'm excited. <What>? Okay. <laughs> yes, All girls. Right. Buckle up. So. I can see it. Um, In Tennessee, there is a plantation called Ripavilla. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't. Yeah. That's, they kept saying, he's like Ripavilla. I didn't name he's it. At Rip- <laughs> he said Ripavilla. And I said, huh? And I had to like look at the subtitles, like Ripa Villa. Okay, it's close to the rib shaft, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Billy Ray says he saw something in 1994.
2: When did Achey Breaky Heart come out?
0: I don't know, but the medium brought it up. <laughs> <gasps> but, <you laughs> of course, Billy she Ray. did. She's like, You know, Billy Ray Cyrus, um, he wrote Achie Breaky Heart, blah blah blah. I was like, No, shit. also, it's just. <laughs> Famous in general,
2: 1990. Bless. Ah, so okay. he's riding high on it. You're breaking. Yeah, right, Yes. So again, this all
0: comes back to it, an event that triggered this. He saw something one night, but we're going to rewind a bit. Okay. okay. In 1994, he uh, took his motorcycle to the plantation. He was. He says, "I was quote drawn to it," and his kids were drawn to it too.
1: Hmm.
0: He. Comments a couple times throughout their like interview that he lived nearby and he would just randomly go visit it all the time at night. He would just pull up in the driveway of it and just park his car and just hmm. sit there and listen to the nature. He was like, It was just calming, like okay, hmm. calming. Sorry, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then fast forward a bit, summer of 2008, Noah, my girl. <laughs> was eight and went with him they're just chilling in the like driveway of this plantation house and they're right up next to it and poor little noah goes do you see that (gasps) billy describes it as a huge large shaped man shadow Shadow shape. <laughs> large man-shaped shadow. <laughs> Huge, <laughs> large shape man-shaped shadow. <laughs> the, <hash-slinging slam laughs> shirt. the hash ringing slash. The hash cash ringing Anyway, um, <laughs> he was coming out of the side door, but the door was closed. Ooh. He had what looked like a rifle in his hand, and he slowly started coming towards them. Noah screamed to leave, so Billy peeled the heck out. He said, I threw my car in gear and got out of there. Oh, of course. I yeah. like, of course. <laughs> yeah. So, again, that was in 2008. So, since then, he has wondered what he saw, why he's drawn to this place, what mm-hmm. he wants answers. Yeah. And the whole time, in the beginning, he is, you know he's a good man. He's sweet. But you can kind of tell he's skeptical of this Kim girl. He's just kind of like, mm-hmm, Okay. Yeah, tell me more about that. Like
3: he's, yeah. <laughs> which I'd be, I'd be I'd be the same yeah. way. I want you yeah. to fill the
0: blanks in, yeah. not yeah. the other way around.
3: Don't right? ask me all of these questions. Like you, right? You tell me.
0: Yeah. So again, when this aired, um, the on they both drove separately to the plantation, and on the way there, the medium says she can feel tragedy, and once arriving, says this is a playground for ghosts. She says that I see a lot of sick and injured people. Hmm. Kim says Billy Ray is connected here possibly by reincarnation. This is all like very quickly after arriving. They walk in. Billy's pretty quiet at this point. Like he's kind of seeming on edge and she just keeps like, like, what are you feeling? What are you feeling? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, And then he like says, he's like, I'm kind of anxious. And he's like, okay, feel that. I want to work with that. Like, tell me more. And he's just like, i don't
2: know (laughs) i just told you i'm feeling anxious
0: (laughs) man i'm anxious (laughs) all right um kim says uh oh wait sorry they went upstairs and immediately turned a corner and they were kind of like walking parallel and they both at the exact same time go holy shit do you see that and it was a crib rocking oh like an old like bassinet you know that rocks it was just like is this place? Is anyone living there? No, it's like tours and stuff. It's like an old old plantation house. Oh, okay. sorry. Yeah, I should. I
2: should. Well, I know if they were living there or if it was like abandoned. And there's a crib rocking. Oh no! Get out! No, 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 no. It's like kept
0: up. Okay, like the, but they brought in like you know the you know original furniture. Yeah, how they do that? You know, you know. like like at the limp. Some of the bedrooms have like the original stuff in it. Yeah, and all that good stuff. So our family heirlooms. So, uh, that scared Billy a little bit. He goes. Yeah. He goes, You saw that? And she was like, Yeah, did you see that? And he was like, Yeah. <laughs> he just looks so scared. Another- <laughs> like, <"Ugh." laughs> Um, and then Kim starts to say that she sees a man with lung cancer come through calling for Bo. And Billy, like, goes, Are you kidding me? His Billy's dad died of lung cancer and called him Bo, and no oh. one else did.
1: Whoa. Oh no.
0: Yeah. Like like he said like he like you can tell, like the medium would not have known that.
3: Like weird.
0: Also Bo, like Billy, but does Ray, this, like
3: so this plantation, this place is he yeah, at? Does it have anything to do? Like, he doesn't the family doesn't own it. There's
0: Nope. He has no idea why he's drawn there.
3: Wow, okay.
0: So Billy gets like a little bit emotional. And then Kim says the spirit named Alfred is around. He's a younger guy and is a soldier who died. And she believes that's who Billy Ray saw that night with Noah. Hmm. Um, Kim b- believes Alfred's brother, Henry. So Alfred is this like younger spirit on the property. Okay. She is claiming that that is who Billy Ray saw that night. Okay. okay. She's feeling all of this as they kind of leave the upstairs, go back downstairs, and they go out a side door. And, she's, and he's like, this is where it happened. And so she's like, okay, I'm feeling it. She was like this. Because she, she had mentioned Alfred at like, the beginning, like when they first got there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so she says, "Yep, yeah, I feel Alfred here. That's who you saw. And she goes, and I, I'm getting a feeling that he died in battle. But he has a brother named Henry who was also here because this plantation was like a site of like a nearby war. And it was a hospital. So that's why she says she saw a bunch of like, sick and injured people. Uh Um, Like, she doesn't, I mean, quote, you know, take it with a grain of salt. She says she doesn't research before she goes. So, like, not every plantation house was, you know, designed to help the war, but. Pull her record. Right. Like, let me see a search history. Yes, yes. So, um, (laughs) she has this whole, like, she's just, like, going off. She says, Alfred died in battle. Henry was his brother. Okay, and believes that some direction from a a mean uh, captain, like of the group, Mm -hmm. the troop rather, told them both like a plan. And Henry didn't want to do it because he's like, "I know I'm going to die. Like this is a stupid idea." And Alfred told him like you should, but Henry left,
1: Mm -hmm. and Alfred
0: died, and Henry lived oh Mm -hmm. so when all this is said kim like turns to billy and is like talking to him about his feelings and she says i think why you're drawn here is because you are henry whoa she said like she feels like the piece of him that is his in his soul is not at rest and that's why alfred was like coming to him because Alfred's lost and needs guidance Mm -hmm. on like how to, write. I was like, oh my God, this is emotional. Can you
2: quit giving me goosebumps? Yeah, that's crazy. I was watching this on my couch by myself and I was like, okay, so, and
0: then you know me, I like to give it some validation. There is a record of someone named Alfred buried on the property. Okay. Okay. That's just you yeah. Know, again, take it as a of so that's fine, that's fine. But Billy's like hit but, like the after um you know all that happens they kind of go inside the house and they just kind of have like a sit down conversation and Billy says like I just want like how do I help him cross over like blah blah, blah. so like very open mm-hmm. it was just like really good and just pure and like I don't really like follow Billy Cyrus Billy Ray Cyrus like listen to his music but I was just like.
2: He's a good man. Yeah. 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 I don't really either, but I might check him out now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And honestly,
0: I did my best to describe that, but there's definitely some things I left out. So if you want to watch it, again, I'll have all of those linked um, from the YouTube. Um, the YouTube.
2: <laughs> from the YouTube. Uh, from the online. No, on the line. The video's <laughs>
0: online channel. Oh, my God. So you can watch it. There's definitely a one more part for sure that will give you goosebumps. So I recommend watching it. Okay. Um, And then I have... One more, and the reason I chose this was the story itself doesn't really, like, make me, like, uncomfortable, but the person who tells it, if you recognize the name Linda Blair, Uh. she's the little girl from The Exorcist. Oh, Oh. So this is a, she's a full-grown woman and telling her story. Whoa, really? Not of The Exorcist, but of an encounter she had. So I was like, damn, this is, like this might be very valid because interesting she was, again i think if you go to like our haunted movies episode where
2: i talked about like how cursed that shit was yeah she tempted fate on that movie well her parents did i guess she probably didn't know yeah, like,
0: <laughs> i'm gonna go audition for a film and then she's you know spewing green shit out of her mouth like what?
2: mom you said this was sesame
0: street yeah.
2: <laughs> sesame streets the other audience. It's, yeah, it's fine, fine. Mm.
0: you didn't get that role honey Anyway, sorry Linda Blair, sorry, respect. Mad, respect, mad respect, mad respect. Lots of respect. So, her story is a lot quicker, I wanted to go in detail with Billy Ray because it was so good. But, Linda Blair again, um, plays Rory, I think is her name, in The Exorcist.
2: That sounds right. Yeah. Something. We'll go with that. We'll go If with not, you. um, Wes, can you just put it in the <laughs> Like, <words? just> put <laughs> the your voice. Over the correct it's name. More, I it's... think her name is Jordan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Please. So
2: we'll know. Yeah. <laughs> I always hope it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Oh, I'm gonna have to look it up now. I'm so sad. Okay.
0: <laughs> so she is telling this story from her childhood. Um, she explored the woods a lot as a kid. Um, her and her sister, they had a lot of woods around their house. Like again, this was, you know, we were like the last generation I feel like to play outside. Yes, so this was I completely
3: a agree. Long time yeah. ago.
0: So they was that's all they had to do was play in the woods. Okay?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It, the good old days. Those
3: those were the days. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yep. So one day they were she was, you know, it was her sister and her sister's friend and her. And they're walking through the woods and they find a dilapidated old house that they swear was not there before. Like they oh. were like I know this part of the woods. Like I've never seen a house here. Like what? This sounds very Hansel and Gretel. Right? But it's more like a, not not a witch's house, like a full-ass house house. Oh. Like a big mm. house. So, uh, the sis- her sister convinced her to go up to the house.
2: <gasps> this, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta do it. Now. Here we go. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would be and like, also, like, I think vegetable. she was the younger
0: one, so of course she has to do it. But, yeah, Like, I'm not showing, like, I can't not do this I'm for my big sister. Yeah, like, you gotta yeesh. step up the plate. Right. So, they go up to the front door, and go in. <gasps> just walk on in? They do. Oh no. Did they knock? I don't not on the reenactment they showed. <laughs> okay, come on in. Yeah. It was dark, but their eyes quickly adjusted. They got to the top of this old stairs, and they like they she commented like how rickety the house was like. She was like, I felt like I could fall through the stairs at any second. Like it was just so mm. to like give a premise of how old it felt. They weren't expecting company. They didn't have time to tidy up. God. Sheesh. All their home improvement projects. How do you put on hold to let these people in? Ugh. So. Mm -hmm. Celebrities. Right. They get to the top and they start to kind of like look around in the rooms, but they're staring very close to like the landing of the top of the stairs. Mm -hmm. And then they heard movement downstairs. (laughs) Mm -mm -mm -mm. You know what I'm talking Mm -mm -mm. about when you hear movement. And then they hear talking. And then they wet their pants
3: (laughs) and they ran out the door. And
0: they got really scared. So they bolted down the stairs. Her sister and her friend got in front of her, got two steps ahead, bolted out the front door, and the door slams. (gasps) Before they get out. Before she can get out. No! No! Yes. Yep. So again, trapping Linda inside, but her (gasps) sister and her friend are outside. She's trying to open the door, trying to open the door. Cannot. Screw that. Ooh. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yep. She is obviously facing the door, trying to get out, and suddenly (laughs) the only sound she can hear is loud, heavy footsteps (gasps) getting closer behind her. I thought you were going to say breathing. This is a little better. A little worse. I, I wrote my note for myself. She was so effing brave. And slowly turned around to see a man, very tall, a woman, and a little girl with a doll that she was dragging along the ground.
2: (gasps) Were they real Uh, people?
0: Yeah. And they're getting closer (gasps) to her. And she is freaking out. Freaking out. They're just before they're like about to touch her. The door swings open and her sister grabs her and pulls her out. Then, it's never spoken of again. The sister doesn't bring it up. Linda doesn't bring it up. They never talk about it.
2: I wouldn't either. <laughs> Can you imagine telling your mom, like, okay, No, yeah, you pull, can't. Pull. Yeah. I know she looks scared. It's because I left her in a haunted house. But I went back and I got her. Right. Mm-hmm. Like five minutes. God, uh,
0: but... Later in life, Linda was doing some research and stumbled upon news, like a news article, that very close to her home, so right around the woods, in the 1920s, a whole family, mom, dad, and young girl, were murdered. (gasps) And she is fully convinced that that's who she saw.
1: Whoa.
3: And she's never tried to like look for that same exact house again. She
0: I like from what the way she phrased it, uh, she's like, She's so I scared would. that she like can't.
2: You don't want to tempt it. You already escaped once. Yeah. True.
0: But just seeing the house, I'd be like, all right, cool. No, exactly. Like just to and be like, like is it
3: there? Is it not? Right. Okay. Right. Either way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so.
2: Yep. Dang. That ooh. That last one to go in a like, like an abandoned house. I guess if I was younger, I would do it. But now that I'm older, I'm like that has repercussions, dude. Like not even the spook factor. Like,
0: yeah. Uh, nothing wrong with being homeless, but normally people who have to like scavenge for a roof over their head, like they're scared of you. Yeah. They don't want you encroaching on their area. They could have a weapon. There could be raccoons. There could be there could be some rabid ass animals in there. Okay, rabied, rabies, rabied
2: rabid animal. rabid yes rabid animals rabid
3: <laughs> yes we're sticking with careful
2: that. don't get rabid <laughs> by them animals
0: <laughs> it's a rabid rabbit
2: <laughs> is that the cartoon you're making oh I can't breathe ooh, I'm crying
0: alright all right, all right. so um I uh, hope that was enough spook
2: Erin oh yeah spook there it is alright ooh, ooh, that's it's because of the Super Bowl commercial, the scoop. There it yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. I
1: watched a lot of the
3: there
2: Super There
1: it
2: is. I was lame. It was it,
3: well, it was a lame game.
0: Oh, <laughs> I thought of this. I'm so sorry, Aaron. Before you start, yeah, go for it. Birthday. It was like since it's your birthday, and then my birthday's coming up. When by the time this episode comes out, for a, just a smidge of time, we will all be the same age. Hey, and there you go. It's the bright side. Very Not lovely. lovely. Thank Thank for too long. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm.
3: I try. Thank you, Erin. Okay, so, oh. so
2: good. I mean, kind of going off of yours. Um, I have a doozy of a story for you guys. A family that was murdered in the 1920s. In the okay, ones. no, 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 Whoa. not like not like
3: that, but like, like? celebrity. Whoa, yeah,
2: really?
3: yeah, no. So look at that. Okay, <laughs> um, I'm covering. Yeah. Same. Sarah said, it. "Well, technically, I think Sarah was the one who brought this up before, and I wrote it down. So, if not, of course, oh. it was me.
1: It's, all, yeah. it's <laughs> always Sarah.
3: Yes. <laughs> well, it took me a lot longer to research than I thought because there was so much more to it, which is why I said it's a doozy. But I will be covering the mysterious death of Brittany Murphy. Yes, I did ask. For you this? did. yeah, just
0: got the good kind of chills.
2: Yes, Brittany, there's a lot party. more to it than I thought." <laughs>
0: oh. My god,
2: yes, so misunderstood. Uh, mm hmm, mm hmm. Oh,
0: uh, as if, uh, all right. <laughs> Ooh, I'm ready. All right, all right, all, right. So ready. all Wait, right. right. That's a weird vibe that we had.
3: I know. Well, you literally said that, and I was like, Ours are going to similar. What if the
0: ghost was Brittany Murphy? Whoa, no, sorry.
3: That's what I was waiting for like a ghost story about her. And I was like, Well, now that you mentioned it, <laughs>
0: here's the prequel What to a, the ghost situation.
3: What a segue <laughs> that we didn't plan. Oh, lord, all right. So Brittany Murphy was born on November 10th, 1977 to Sharon Murphy and Angelo Bertolotti. Angelo was involved with the mob, which Sharon was aware of, according to Angelo's interview on Investigation Discovery's 2020 documentary titled Brittany Murphy, an ID mystery. However, his shady dealings and stints in prison ultimately strained their marriage and they filed for divorce when Brittany was just two years old. Sharon moved her daughter to Edison, New Jersey, and began a job in advertising while Brittany attended Vern Fowler School of Dance and Theater Arts, where she started to become interested in acting. At nine years old, she starred as the lead in her school's production of Really Rosie. A local news station interviewed Brittany after the performance, and Sharon recalled her daughter excitedly saying, quote, "'I'm going to get an agent and do commercials and work in New York. Then I'm going to move to Los Angeles, be in movies in Hollywood, and then come back and do Broadway.'" Then I'll probably have a huge musical career. I am going oh. to change the world. Oh, End quote. Oh. How cool. Is, I mean, yeah. how cool is that though? Like, Girls got their goals. Yeah. I could see a little kid saying that. Oh, yeah. How, yeah. Very Here's cute. Here's my
0: full plan read it and weep. Like, yes.
3: Ugh. <laughs> At the age of 13, Sharon dropped everything and packed their bags for Los Angeles, California, so Brittany could pursue her acting dreams. Britney and Sharon were very close, but they didn't have that typical mother-daughter relationship. They acted more like close friends, and they even considered themselves as soulmates. Brittany attributed a lot of her success to her mother who always supported her and never like prevented her or held her back from just trying to achieve her goals. Brittany quickly landed her first Hollywood role as Brenda Drexel in the sitcom Drexel's Class. She made appearances in sh- uh, shows such as Blossom, Murder One, and Frasier, and even had some recurring roles on Boy Meets World, Party of Five, and Sister, Sister.
0: Yeah! I'm sorry, I just re-watched Sister, Sister. She's one of the friends. She's so cute. Her whole life, she's cute. Yeah. Her little curly-ass head. Of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, sorry.
3: Her big break came when she landed a role as Ty Frazier in the 1995 oh. film Clueless. Hell yeah! hmm
2: ever heard of it ever anybody ever heard of it it's a good movie
3: i know but like can you imagine like people listening being like i don't know what that movie is then
2: you're too young for us i know that's, that's a, what that's what's really sad that's a real youth yeah <laughs> go watch it i bet you have a middle part right now if they don't know what it is mm-hmm.
3: good night <laughs> <laughs> mad about it this film really put her on the map as a rising star, but she became tired of being typecast as what crime journalist Brian Hammond described as the plump brunette, like, you know, side character. Plump. Back plump in the for day. Hollywood. Yes. Oh. Back in the day.
0: she me, LA. Because she had cute, like baby cheeks. Come on. But yeah. this was the she, era
2: of like cocaine skinny. Like the models and that were like this, yes. well, you can't see my face, people, but I'm sucking in my cheeks. <laughs>
3: Yes, that definitely yeah. comes up. I that was, can't. it was 1995, unfortunately. Yeah, so unfortunately that was the case. Um, so Brittany set out to change her image by dyeing her hair blonde and losing weight, which led to media rumors that she was using cocaine, which she later hey. disputed to Jane magazine, saying she had never tried it in her life. Her image change, though, appeared to work, and Britney began to get offered a wide range of lead and supporting roles in movies, such as Don't Say a Word, 8 Mile, and Sin City. In 2003, Britney purchased a $3.9 million mansion on Rising Glen Road that had previously been owned by the one and only Britney Spears.
2: It's a Britney house, bitch! It is a Britney house. Wow. (laughs) It's Britney dream house, bitch! (laughs) Wowie.
3: Sharon, who suffered from neuropathy after surviving breast cancer, um, had also moved into the Hollywood Hills home with Brittany, who had been taking care of her. Brittany had a few flings in the early 2000s. She dated her just-married co-star Ashton Kutcher for about six months. Yes, she
2: did. I would. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) it's
3: correct. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She had been (laughs) engaged to talent agent Jeff for four months in 2004 and was engaged for about like seven to eight months to a production assistant she met during um her movie little black book mm-hmm. but none of those relationships
0: lasted that i don't know if anyone have you seen little black book no i have not i know i picture the cover It's like a guy and she's like kind of leaning into him and she's like pulling the thing out of his pocket
2: Now, what you expect really good okay. okay i remember i'm not even gonna say anything if you Watch come it. across it Watch it. Okay. Cool. Okay. Okay. I'll, I will watch, rewatch, watch it. Yeah. Okay. Because the ending, now what do you think? Okay. Cool, cool, I love cool. those cool. movies. Okay. Oh, yeah. Good to know. I'll put that on my list.
3: In 2006, however, she found an unlikely love with British screenwriter, film director, director and film producer Simon Monjak. According to investigative journalist Mark Ebner, Brittany read his script that was based on DM Thomas's novel about Sigmund Freud titled The White Hotel, and she knew she had to meet him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sarah's like, mm, read it. <laughs> I don't know.
3: Her ears perked up at Sigmund Freud, <laughs> yep. and she was like, do tell. <laughs> Brittany and Simon had known each other casually, but the two really hit it off at their dinner meeting at Hotel Bel Air that went on until the late evening. Linda Monjack, Simon's mother, remembered her son calling her later that night, telling her how he had met this crazy, amazing girl that he was starting to fall for. Oh my god, okay. That
2: moved quick.
0: Okay. Yeah. But he called his mama, like, mm-hmm. that's genuine. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay, mm-hmm.
3: okay. The two started dating, and within a year, they got married, and Simon had packed his belongings and moved into Brittany's home. In her interview, Linda said she actually had no idea that they had wed until after the fact. She chalked it up to her son's impulsiveness. This was his third marriage, but according to Linda, it was the first one that he was really
2: in love. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. Sorry, first two wives. Like, Yes. Suck it. <laughs> mm-hmm. ain't, nobody, ain't nobody like our Brittany. <laughs> God
0: damn. All right.
3: Two years later, though, Britney's career began to tank. Tabloids spread rumors about Britney's alleged drug use and erratic behavior on set, where she appeared high and struggled to remember her lines. According to Natasha All that is AllThatIsInteresting.com piece, Britney's manager and agency dumped her in 2009, which resulted in her losing a number of feature film roles and a recurring voice acting part as Luann Platter from King of the Hill.
0: She, that, ha, that happened in 2009? Damn, she mm-hmm. did a lot really fast.
3: Yes,
2: like she she, was Lu- she rose
3: Ann. quickly. Yes, she was. She was the voice of Lou Ann. Yeah.
2: How cool is that? Okay. Yeah,
3: yeah. But so yeah, she she, did a lot. she rose quickly and also I guess just, fell quickly.
0: I did, when people say that she's been gone for a while, like I, always, which she has,
3: but yes, but it's, like,
0: uh, wow, she did a lot of films and yeah, and her like just she Media also voiced work. yeah she
3: voiced someone in like happy feet so it was like a happy feet too oh, and correct. she lost that role
2: and she sang in that movie yes so, she did fun fact she can so, sing
3: yes she did have a she very many I
0: know. she had a very mini
3: musical career that i didn't add in this piece but um she had a very yeah she had a couple songs out and she sang in that Broadway,
0: movie yes yeah
3: yes in Ebner's interview, he mentioned that, like, a friend of his who wrote the screenplay for Spun, which Britney starred in, um, alleged that Britney didn't use drugs on set, but he knew that she was smoking crack with Simon, like, after filming was going on. Bro. hmm So, in order to get a paycheck, Britney reluctantly settled for taking on B-movie roles She was the breadwinner of her family, and not only was she taking care of her mother, she was also actually taking care of Simon, who (laughs) suffered from seizures, sleep apnea, and an alleged slew of heart issues. Brittany and Simon had discussed moving out to New York City to start a family and to potentially, like, relaunch her career, but unfortunately, she wouldn't get that chance. On Sunday, December 20th, 2009, LA Dispatch received a call at 8 a.m. from Britney's Hollywood Hills home. Sharon Murphy frantically told the 911 operator, quote, uh, quote, somebody's passed out, somebody's my daughter's passed out. Please get here quick, please, end quote. She told the operator her daughter had collapsed on the bathroom floor and was unresponsive. Um, the nylon operator instructed Sharon to look into Brittany's mouth to see if anything was obstructing her airway, mm-hmm. making sure to check for like any signs of food or vomit. Sharon said the only thing she noticed was that Brittany had thrown up tons of water. And at this point, Simon entered the bathroom and began to administer CPR. Paramedics arrived shortly after the call, and when they checked Brittany's vitals, they detected a very faint pulse. Okay. She was rushed to Cedars-Sinai Medical Center, where medical personnel did everything they could to resuscitate her, but sadly, it was too late. At 10.05 a.m., 32-year-old Brittany Murphy was declared dead.
1: 32?
3: Yes, very, very young. Ed Winter, assistant chief of the L.A. County Coroner's Office at the time, was called to the scene. His job was to oversee high-profile celebrity death investigations. Most notably, he has been involved in the Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston investigations.
1: Oh. hmm Okay.
3: When um, he and other investigators arrived, they were bombarded by the media, who had, of course, gotten wind of Britney's death. They always seemed to find out first. They wanted to know if Brittany had died of a drug overdose or if foul play was involved. But at that point, Winter obviously had no answers, and he reassured the crowd that an autopsy would later reveal the true cause.
2: Yeah. I hate that stuff. Yes. I hate, like, can't you just let her die in peace yeah. then? Like, they just want a headline. It's
0: like not That's even, all they yeah, want. Yeah, like, regardless of the situation, regardless of the person, everyone and every family deserves their time to grieve in their own way, and you don't need to jump down their throats. Yeah. Yes. hmm Just send some flowers like everybody else does. Jeez. Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Inside the mansion, Winter interviewed Simon, who told him that Brittany had shown flu-like symptoms over the past few days. According to Winter, Simon acted especially odd during the interview and appeared to be under the influence of something. He paced back and forth in the room, rambled, and appeared confused. Keep in mind though, this is happening just a few hours after yeah. his wife collapsed and died. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was just thinking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't think it's far-fetched to believe that like someone would act this way after losing a loved one. In
0: his
2: own way. Yes. Yes. And you're being bombarded by media. Like you're yes. already a suspect. You're a suspect. Yes. Like yeah.
3: Uh, automatically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so which winter this guy did like make one little comment about, but I just wanted to make a bigger comment, like, hey, people grieve in different ways. So I didn't find it that odd. However, the fact that Simon was dead set against an autopsy did strike me as very strange. Winter explained to Simon that if he could provide a religious objection or a court order, then the autopsy could be waived, um, but Simon never did. Winter also searched the home for evidence And discovered an insane amount of prescription pill bottles in Simon's and Brittany's bedroom. On Simon's side of the bed, there were approximately 90 different medications for anxiety, depression, and pain relief. And there were a few prescription bottles found on Brittany's nightstand. 90?
2: 90. Yes. 9-0. Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate for two things. Mm -hmm. One, if she had flu-like symptoms and you watched her die, Mm -hmm. I can see why you would not want her post-mortem to then be cut open for an autopsy. Mm-hmm. It's not like you found her washed up on shore and you need to know if, like, something really sinister happened. Plug Sinister Sunrise. <laughs> um, yeah. Two, those pill bottles. Have you cleaned out your pill bottle cabinet in a while? Yeah, I do
0: it every time I run out. Oh. I don't have too many, but...
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Dude, I'm on three prescribed medicines, and that overwhelms me, making sure they're refilled, all that stuff. 90 nine zero i'll get into that but yes
2: like what if you had um the flu and they gave you a prescription for the flu that's Mm -hmm. gonna stay like personally i'm really bad about that okay yes if i'm playing both sides can i double advocate you
3: counter your counter
2: i'm countering your counter this is a marble
0: yeah you live
2: in a mansion and you're gonna keep your 90 medications on your nightstand i'm gonna counter your counter counter you live in a mansion. You got all the space in the world to forget you have prescriptions stashed away. <laughs> Listeners, <laughs> who, who do you know. side with? Yeah. <laughs> also, damn, how big is your nightstand? <laughs> Very true. Just because your house is big, Well, oh, maybe they stacked. I think they
3: had them like in drawers and stuff. This is just how they described it in this Regardless, documentary. I have a lot of
0: pills in one area.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah. I would forgive about like thirty. Yeah. I have a and basket.
0: In my, uh, the, the, the hallway closet, whatever yeah. that's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have a basket full of, you know, the preventative stuff. Tums, allergy mm-hmm. medicine, yeah. ben- all that good stuff. That I, that's ma- at most 20.
2: Yeah. We're also in our 20s. True. I don't know mm-hmm. what happens as you age, but it doesn't sound like yeah. it's getting it Sounds racket. like it gets worse. And <laughs> I'm <laughs> 32. I hope I don't have to take 90 medications. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's been three minutes. I'm taking my next one. <laughs> God.
3: Which I will mention. So they were prescriptions. So they were all like legal over-the-counter drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that there were so many of them were very alarming. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: According to Alex Ben Block's piece for the Hollywood Reporter. Pharmacist Eddie Bubar of Eddie's Drugs in West Los Angeles believed the couple were, like, doctor shopping, which is when people visit multiple physicians to get multiple prescriptions. So Bubar had even, like, confronted Simon a few months earlier, apparently, and told him that they needed to buy medications elsewhere. Okay. Yes. So does that make sense?
0: They're, like, keeping record of it in their system, and they're like, this is not adding up.
3: Yes. So basically, like, you go to a doctor and you're like, I feel this way, I should get this prescription. And if that doctor says no, you go to a different doctor. And you see if they'll give it, you know what I...
0: Yeah. And you can only get away with so much being prescribed to one location.
2: Yes. Yet again. Have you seen Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. What if they're having, like, parties? That would also explain that many.
0: Also... Uh...
2: I just don't want to believe, not to pay off, that anyone can take that many meds. I don't think your body can... Some people do, though. I mean, you know what I mean? If you're having, like... Well... I remember what I was going to say. Yeah. It's also
0: Hollywood. So, like, uh, any doctor... There's a lot of... Not saying all doctors are sleazy, but a lot of doctors do shit on the side. All they have to do is take their little prescription pad out, (coughs) write it, and hand it to them. Yeah. So, they could have friends with doctors. They could be f- good bee
2: friends. <laughs> is it called the farm party where they put a bunch of pills in something? <gasps> Sarah? I don't know. Oh. That sounds scary. I think it's called- I've a- never heard of that. I hope I didn't make that <gasps> I've up. seen. No, I've seen it in a movie. Okay, thank you. I was yeah, like, I know I it oh. know. Like th- it's like keys, but yeah. you put them in a
0: bowl and then you like randomly take a pill. And it's called farm Ooh. party. I think it's like pharmacology party. Like one is like an allergy pill. One might be Xanax. One might be yeah. like ecstasy. And you never know what you're going
2: to get. Oh my in. God. Drug Olympics. Whoa. That, that one I did pick up. Don't, that's not, don't look that up. But a farm party, <laughs> I'm, I'm 90% yeah, sure. Farm a party. Far- Maybe it's a party. Yeah. And I'm from Pacific, so Never. I thought it was farm. We're getting all Throw some corn in there. Throw some that's terrifying. I just think we can explore other avenues to say Brittany Murphy was not all drugged up.
0: Also, let's just point out that none of us really knew what that was. We are good,
2: good people.
0: Okay? Yes. Not saying people who do drugs are bad. Oh my God. Oh, this is so I love our listeners. Anyway, if you do drugs, you do you. Continue. Just don't yes. put them in a bowl and check, because that yeah. seems yeah. Like a whole
2: Nash thing A little sinister for us.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Suspicion quickly fell on Brittany's husband, and it only increased when people started to come forward regarding his past. Simone Bien, Simon's first wife and currently a licensed psychosexual and relationship therapist and life coach, told the media that Simon had lied to her since the first day they met. He told her he owned several Damien Hirst paintings and claimed he was the heir to a steel mill. The two married, and once he moved into her home, he became a recluse. He didn't do anything. And within a few weeks, they separated. And Simon was ordered to pay Simone a settlement of, like, $50,000, but he never did pay her that money.
2: Ladies, I just want to say one thing. I know it's Valentine's Day. Everyone's in the mood for love. Before you say yes... Maybe fact check. We have the internet We'll now. see, now we have the internet. Now we so have So we, we can do that. I'm just saying, for everybody also, going forward. like,
0: Brittany was engaged, like, two or three times. Like, bro, that doesn't... Well, maybe some people just don't think that it's that serious, but... That's true. Yeah. I mean, different. like, you Everyone know... Everyone live your life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm just... Scared.
3: I mean, would it be better that it happened, like, they broke up before the engagement than they broke up when they were forced?
0: You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So. Yeah. They just yeah. Teach them. Yeah. But again, normalized divorce. They're normalized divorce. Get out.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had also come under scrutiny for suing the production company of Factory Girl, a biographical film based on the life of American actress and fashion model Eddie Sedgwick, uh who was known for being associated with Andy Warhol. So oh. <laughs> So yeah, I I've never seen the movie, but yeah. anyways.
2: Like some go on. I just know the name. I don't
3: know. Weird as shit. Oh, okay. I I really didn't know too much. I I was going down so many rabbit holes, I couldn't go down another. So, Simon claimed that the production company had stolen his script, but even though, like, director George Hickenlooper said the lawsuit was bogus, (laughs) that, like, Simon had nothing to do with this movie, he ended up settling and gave Simon a screenwriting credit just so he could, like, continue shooting the film. He I was mean, like, yeah, I'm done with this. I
0: would rather do that than hand yeah. me. Yeah.
3: yeah. He I'll was like, instead of waiting weeks, months, however long it's going to take to finish with this lawsuit, like, sure, you get a screenwriting credit so we can just finish this movie. Wow. Yeah. And that's something he's like, Simon had always talked about. Like, this was his, like, his film, his whatever, and oh that my? wasn't the case.
2: God. So he's a goofy yeah. dude. Something's wrong. Oh, oh yeah. Well, okay. something, something's wrong. Oh, yeah. I'll stop offending you. I'm sorry, Simon.
3: <laughs> Many people also blame Simon for how quickly Britney's career deteriorated, uh, deteriorated mm-hmm. and one unnamed professional in Hollywood even compared him to Satan. Simon was apparently very controlling, and he told Britney who she could and couldn't speak to. She wasn't allowed to talk to certain managers and agents and could only take the roles he told her to.
0: Simon, Satan. Mm. So close. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit similar.
3: According to The Hollywood Reporter, Simon even had a private investigator who would find out what family and friends were cheating, who stole from them, and who sold Britney's and his private information to the press. He, quote, had created a web paranoia around Britney and used it to separate her from anyone who might have challenged his dominance, end quote.
0: <gasps> oh, I hated that. Yes. That's not good. Mm-mm. I don't like that wording.
3: No. According to Simon's Wikipedia page, he also had gotten into some past trouble with the law. In 2005, warrants were issued for his arrest in Virginia on credit card fraud charges, but those were later dropped. In 2006, Coates Bank sued Simon for $470,000, and at that point he had uh, apparently been evicted from his fourth home. And in 2007, he was arrested and spent nine days in jail because his U.S. visa had expired.
0: He is a hot mess.
3: Yes. He wow. made a lot of enemies throughout his career, and many people, like, described him and thought he was, like, a con man. Uh,
0: he, okay. Like, one minute, he's all frail and fragile and has heart problems, and needs bringing to take care of him, and then the next, he's, like, going to battle. Like, he does seem a little connish. Yes. Something's not adding up. I feel like we're about up. to yes. hit the tip of the iceberg here.
2: So, wait. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs>
3: In February 2010, Brittany's autopsy revealed her cause of death was actually pneumonia. The reporter also noted that iron deficiency anemia and an overdose of over-the-counter medication had contributed to her death. Okay. Winters believes the LNA coroner's report is correct. It is an uncommon for someone in their 30s to die of pneumonia while taking over-the-counter medication, which could have masked how seriously ill she was. Yet again, Simon came under a ton of scrutiny Brittany's death could have been prevented, if um, and if she was that sick, why wasn't she taken to a doctor or to the hospital? So, eager to tell his side of the story and clear his name, Simon, along with Sharon Murphy, made an appearance on the Larry King show.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) On air,
3: (laughs) Simon explained that Brittany had laryngitis, and since he was a rabbi, not a doctor, he didn't know what to do about her illness, so he just prayed. Wait, her husband?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. So he's also a rabbi? Mm Mm-hmm. Many hats this man wears. Yes.
3: He also blamed Hollywood for his wife's demise and claimed that former managers and actors had started rumors to sabotage her career, quote, Hollywood is a village and once you upset the villagers, they talk and they gossip and they rumor and they have blood on their hands and I hope they wash them with very hot water Ooh. because the way they treated <laughs> Brittany Murphy when she was alive was terrible, end quote.
2: That sounds like excuse. Mm-hmm. I will say I can, I can see how that would be like a village. I see it. I think he's reaching, but I see it. Yes. I'm going to be hip.
0: Sounds a little sus to me. <laughs> a little sus. What? <laughs> uh-huh. I may not have a middle
2: part, but eh, I got, you're looking younger every day. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you. What's
2: that pre birthday glow. <laughs> During the interview,
3: Larry King brought up the fact that Simon didn't want an autopsy, and his reasoning was because he didn't want someone to cut open Britney's pristine Curvy body, and he wasn't going to say yes to that with Sharon in the room. Yes, he used those words. If I
0: am under the age of seventy-five, and I go do an autopsy, this is it. This figure it out. If I'm over that, don't. But never call my dead body curvy.
3: Christine. (gasps) I'm gonna go
2: opposite. You call me curvy. I know how I'm built. (laughs) Everybody. T H I C C. Mama got some curves. <laughs> it's fine, but Brittany Murphy did not have curves. She just had chubby cheeks, bro. Like, really, they just said she lost like fifty yeah.
3: billion pounds. At the, at the time she died, I think she was around
2: like one hundred and fifteen pounds. So Scott school- Scott Disick likes when Courtney is like one oh seven. I think so. Oh, that that exact weight.
0: I think it was one hundred five. Going something. to hmm. throw myself out the window.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I could eat Britney for breakfast.
2: <laughs> Next to my bowl of nails. Wow. <laughs> Jesus
0: well Christ! Sharon
3: was also like nodding her head yes and agreeing with what Simon was saying throughout the interview. Which
1: Simon said. <laughs> also,
3: yeah, so what sad. Simon said. She does whatever Simon says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it also struck me as odd.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Something's weird. So obviously. The interview didn't do Simon any favors, so he decided to do the next best thing and let Radar Magazine bring a TV camera into his home for a tour.
0: Radar Magazine. Radar
3: Magazine. No idea who that Was is. Was it a
0: bigger deal then? Never heard that in my
3: life. I think mean, it might have been, but like they're literally like filming Call ETV. the home.
0: E true Hollywood story. Okay. <sighs> radar. Sorry.
3: Yeah. Not on my no radar. No idea. Yeah. Um, It is bizarre to say the least. Mm-hmm. And unshaven and disheveled Simon is showing the cameraman around the home and even takes them to the bathroom Brittany collapsed in, which he calls like the death room. And oh! is literally describing where she had fallen and where he and Sharon had moved her body to so they could administer CPR. During the videotaped tour, Simon's smoking a cigar. He's like smiling creepily at the camera at some points. He's showing off Britney's designer clothes. And he like shows the camera like pictures the funeral home put together of Britney for her funeral.
2: He knows this isn't MTV cribs, right? This is like yes. a sad
3: walkthrough. Oh, yes. Um, so he also shows off his camera system and says he has like 56 cameras installed inside and outside the house. He was interviewed during the filming of the tour and said he knew people would think he was doing this for
2: attention, but he was apparently doing this to speak the truth. The truth is just that you have a nice house and he smokes cigars. You
0: will, you'll let these people come in your house and film where your wife passed away, but will not let them do an autopsy.
3: But to me, it's almost like he is
2: just very sick too. Like they're, he ain't right. Oh, yes yeah no, I'm kind of getting some in the
0: water at that that's
2: summon in those drug bottles at the house that's that was okay that was more the vibe I was getting when I was seeing mm-hmm. like did I
3: watch a whole interview and video no, I didn't see the whole tour but like the bits and pieces like there's something else going on with him, whether that's like mental illness or something else okay. he's dealing with that's what I took from it is not is her mom famous or
0: she just she just, nope. okay,
3: okay. no. Nope. Um, but so again, this interview doesn't help Simon's case, um, at all. And people are still very much suspicious of him, but shockingly things take a turn. On May 23rd, almost five months after Brittany's death, Sharon contacted 911 again, this time about Simon. She tells the dispatcher that she discovered Simon unconscious in bed. He wasn't breathing and she said he had fluid in his mouth. When asked if Simon was choking, Sharon said he was gurgling and that he snored. That was just a comment she made. The operator instructed Sharon to get Simon on. on, (laughs) Well, they instructed him, uh, her, excuse me, to get Simon on the ground. But she's like, oh, I can't do that. He's gigantic. (laughs) Like, okay, also burst out laughing. Okay, but I mean, he is a big guy. Like, yeah. he is, like, around this point, like, 300 pounds. Whoa! So I could see her saying that, but also, like, damn, you couldn't, like, try and be like, nah, joking, it's not the, working. And the
0: person says, get me on the ground. I may I may not be quite 300 Gen- pounds, yeah. but, like, get me on the floor. Also, but t- left side, left side always. That's yeah. the VOM side. You don't have to be,
3: like, gentle at that point. Like Sarah, j- Just okay? try. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> He's a big man. <laughs> He's gi- Literally, that's the 9 one audio. He's gigantic. And I'm like, damn, okay.
2: That's kind of rude. But... Well, like, no shame if you are 300 pounds, but I'm guessing if she's small like Brittany was. Well, Also, she's now, sick and older.
3: Yes. No. She's definitely and on the smaller side. Not as much as dead. we're getting into that in a little bit. I wouldn't um, want to
2: touch you, you weirdo. <laughs> Sorry, that'd be the bigger issue for me. Like, first of all, you seen him on the video, and he knew you were coming, and what? he hadn't shaved. Do you know what he smells like? But maybe she didn't.
0: So, maybe she already touched him when she
2: so drove him. So, I'll get to that in a second.
3: Sharon attempted to do CPR, but she was unable to resuscitate Simon. Mm-hmm. On the 911 audio, she could be heard crying, like, baby, please, a couple ba- times. Baby? According to Ebner, the house was in disarray when paramedics arrived. They were able to successfully move Simon to the floor and continued CPR, but after a few minutes, they were unable to find a pulse. And at 9.45 p.m., 40-year-old Simon Monjack was pronounced
0: dead. I have a question. Yes. When was, she died on December 10th? December 20th, I believe. And when did he die? August, do you say? So a year. Less than a year.
3: This was five months, almost to the date.
0: That's a lot. <laughs> Seriously, have yeah. I
2: ever heard my mom call Andrew <coughs> <coughs> baby? Baby? But like not to be funny? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. You have not said that while well, I have a sip of White Claw in my mouth? Uh, no, uh, baby, I can't. <laughs> okay, <laughs> baby. Ooh. I'm also not a pet name person. Maybe that's why. Correct. Well, yeah. <laughs> makes me like
0: babe Fine. is for babe or baby is for your significant other.
2: That's it. I could see like honey, mm-hmm. like okay, hon, okay, we're gonna get like I see that being comforting. Like an older mom, yeah. yeah, come on, sweetie, like trying to
3: like calm you down. Like... If
2: your mom called me baby, I'd be like, oh, Stephanie, what?
1: <laughs> like,
3: yeah, I,
2: like it's. They're not pet name people either. I'm going to tell you that right now. If she calls you baby, run. Because <laughs>
0: she,
2: she called me sweet girl. <laughs> they don't even call the dogs pet names. Besides their actual names that are Whatever. Because <laughs> they're pets. Yes. Yes, they
3: are. So Winter also responded to this call. And when he stepped into Simon and Brittany's bedroom for the second time in five months, he discovered more prescription bottles, but not all of them were in Simon's name. <gasps> Some were under the name of a Trevor Williams, and a few were supposedly made out to Sharon Monjack.
0: When who that name? Sharon Monjack,
3: Brittany Murphy's mom, Sharon Monjack, Simon Monjack, Sharon Murphy.
0: Why? What?
3: They got married? (laughs) No.
1: No. 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 So (laughs) idiot.
3: This is what he said, and. Anyways, when questioned about her, like, medication in Simon's bedroom, Sharon said that she and Simon shared the bed as a way to comfort each other over the loss of (laughs) Brittany as Morgan walks away. Are you kidding me? Okay, however, so that is what...
2: That's nasty. That's what Winter says. I would haunt... The shit out of that bedroom if Andrew yes. was sleeping in the sand. i be like, oh, good luck. Yes, bro,
0: you need a new bed. You need a new house. You need, and also, never with the. Mm-hmm. So I should note
3: that Sharon Murphy was not on this documentary, but she was so, gorgeous, huh? Nothing. Uh, <laughs> no, so she wasn't interviewed on the documentary. I don't think she's done many interviews since this whole thing has happened. Oof,
2: I wonder why,
1: <laughs>
3: but. That is what Winter said in his interview, but to this day, Sharon has denied the existence of these, like, prescription bottles under the name of Sharon Monjack, and denies ever sleeping in the same bed as Simon. But-
2: But Simon, excuse me. Did she change her last name to Monjack?
3: I don't believe so, no. Okay. Like, that's- So, in the Hollywood Reporter article, Eddie Bubar also mentioned that when Simon and Sharon got prescriptions- they got them under their, like, own names, while Britney typically used an alias. Um, but maybe that changed whenever Bugar told them to take their business elsewhere. Maybe they started, started using different aliases. Um, however, Sharon was now under a lot of scrutiny, and there are those who believe that, you know, Simon and her got together after Britney's death, Linda, so Simon's mother, disagreed in her interview stating that her son only went after young beautiful women Whoa! and she literally paused and said i rest my case Whoa! i audible gasped too i was Drops like
2: mike oh god i was
3: like there was a lot more tea to this than i thought there was but
2: Linda. yes savage it-
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> well but to be fair okay Brittany was 32 he was 40, 30 32-ish he was 30 40-ish her, her mom 38 chef her mom and his mom were probably clo- like close in age as well so it's even nastier to like
3: they're not that too far apart in age though compared to some what others what age yeah
0: what is age it's but a number this but sometimes. a number sometimes unless you are really young and <laughs> until it gets you really in,
3: until it gets you in trouble correct but oh
2: uh, yes there is no, actually a yeah. line you yes. know what
0: wait okay over the legal limit it is just a number however the numbers fucking disappear when the person is related to the other person aka if i am with someone my mother cannot be with them okay Okay. You would hope not. I've heard
2: <laughs> like a sister thing. That's not quite as weird. They're closer to me. It's still a little weird, but um. Cool. like with the same person. Yeah. Okay. I'm Eskimo sisters with my friends, not my family. I'm proud of that fact, are <laughs> you? <laughs> and
0: so Eskimo sisters because we because we kiss the same person.
2: Mm. Eskimo <laughs> Kissed. Little noses. Like, yeah. yeah a little definitely. A little butterfly
0: kiss. Mm-hmm. Move on with life.
2: <laughs> Back to you, Erin. <laughs> <Sorry.
3: laughs> On July 22nd, Simon's autopsy results came back with surprising, you know, findings. The LA coroner stated that the cause of death was acute pneumonia and severe anemia. I'm out of here. He had also been taking a lot of prescription drugs, but the coroner ruled that out as the direct cause of death. Sound familiar?
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. Also, I mean, I'm no pneumonia expert, but like, they live in California? What causes
3: pneumonia? I will get that in a second. Okay. Well, I mean, just illness. I think like stuff gets caught in the lungs, and then you can end up getting pneumonia. Basically your
0: your phlegm gets infected, I guess. Yes. Oh. you have like, got a friend that's had your...
2: pneumonia. Do they have mold in their walls or something? Sorry. A theory. I
3: will get to in just and very, brief, very briefly. Very briefly I will get to it. So
0: Yeah. I know nothing, but my mom had pneumonia.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: What made her stop smoking? Oh, well, I'm good. Good. Yeah. She's years clean. I don't know. Then. Very nice. Yep. Nice. Love you, Mom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not enough for. <laughs> oh!
0: <laughs>
2: Not enough to sleep in the same bed as my good husband. Night. Woo! Good night. <laughs> Andrew called me his wife the other day to our insurance <gasps> people, and I was like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> don't get ahead of Jump in the off.
3: gun. <laughs> Hasn't happened yet.
2: There's still time. You haven't earned that. Earn that right there, buddy. When he looked me in the eye, he was like, My wife. Uh, <laughs> my eyes back was like, not yet. <laughs>
0: Wes did that when he went to go when he got in the when he got in the fight with the neighbor across the street. Yeah. The guy was rude to him. He was like, you know, my wife's working. And when he came back to like tell me the story, he's like, Yeah, I told him that my wife, and I was like, ah.
2: You said who? I appreciate the sentiment. You've been mm-hmm. doing what? <laughs> with who? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. sorry i no, i have you're to good. keep laughing because like otherwise i'm gonna be depressed right? yeah it's
3: yeah it's a crazy story yeah, yeah. oh yeah mm-hmm. angelo bertolotti was devastated by the news of his daughter's death but he didn't agree with the la county coroner's findings and suspected that foul play was involved he reached out to dr Cyril wetch forensic pathologist and medical and legal consultant regarding britney's autopsy results in his ID interview, Wetch stated, quote, the official results in Brittany Murphy's case would be legitimate causes of death, although rather rare for somebody of that age, especially someone who is affluent and not living in a tent in the middle of a park somewhere. It's absolutely unfathomable how this happened to a Hollywood star, end quote. And in my notes, I was like, yikes, this doesn't age well in 2021, does it? <laughs> because you know, illness affects everyone. So there you go. (laughs) Anyways, uh, besides that, Angelo did some research and discovered that some people who were initially determined to have died from acute anemia were actually found to have died of arsenic poisoning. He (gasps) also discovered that the LA, LA coroner's office never tested britney's hair for toxic substances so he petitioned to get a hair sample so he could send it to the carlson company and independent lab in colorado for testing yes so he did get the hair sample but he wouldn't end up getting the results until november 2013 the independent labs toxicology report showed significant levels of 10 heavy metals including antimony and barium in britney's hair sample and um These can be found in some medications, dietary uh, supplements, herbal medicines, as well as some rat poisons and insecticides.
0: So you're telling me- There's a chance. When you take a hair sample, that shit has to be in your system for a minute. Uh,
3: And that's where things get a little muddy, Uh which I'll get to in a second. All right. So anyways- You're going to tell us. So- High levels of heavy metals can cause dizziness, sweating, cramps, coughing, and uh, lethargy, which were all symptoms Brittany had shown before her death. According to Dr. Michelle R. Berman's MedPageToday.com post, the heavy metals were detected at levels higher than the World Health Organization's high levels recommendation, and the lab report concluded, quote, if we were to eliminate the possibility of a simultaneous accidental heavy metals exposure to the sample donor, then the only logical explanation would be an exposure to these metals or toxins administered by a third-party perpetrator with likely criminal intent. End quote.
1: Whoa. Ooh.
3: Yes. So while Wetch had never seen anything like this report before, he isn't sure if the heavy metals actually made their way into Brittany's system since the LA County coroner didn't report any, like, amounts or even trace amounts of metals in her blood. Right. You know what I mean? They tested her blood. Nothing came up. Did
0: they
3: oh. test for that, though? Yes. Oh, yes. it's like part
0: of the generic. Like, yeah, panel testing. or whatever. Yeah. yeah.
3: The they did that's blood, word. tissue, other things, whatever. Okay. So, okay. like, okay. metals didn't come up. The findings did raise a ton of questions, and Angela wanted to exhume Brittany's body to complete further tests, but since Sharon had power of attorney, she was ultimately the deciding factor, and she refused to have her daughter's body unearthed. Sharon believed, though, that Angelo was after Britney's money, and that's why he decided to come forward and act like the doting, concerned father after all these years. Angelo, but this is all sorts of drama. So Angelo, on the other hand, thought the results definitively proved that Britney was poisoned, and he even went on Good Morning America, implying that family members had something to do with his daughter's death, stating, quote, I have a feeling there was definitely a murder situation here, end quote. That's dicey. Yeah. Yes, there's a lot going on. Angelo went on to do even more interviews and made some, like, press appearances, but he officially backed off of the investigation in 2017 due to health issues, and in 2019, he passed away at the age of 92 from natural causes.
0: All right, 92, though.
3: Yeah, even if they were to continue with the investigation, Wech stated that Britney's body had undergone too much decomposition to accurately conduct any testing, anyways. That's fair. So while Wech believes there is more to Britney's case, he does think Simon's autopsy report is accurate and that he truly died from natural causes. So most of the theories are around Britney's death, not Simon's. Hmm. Simon sucks. (laughs) (laughs) The L.A. County Coroner's office continues to stand by their findings. The tissue, blood, and urine test they conducted revealed no metals in Brittany's system, and they suspect that the apparent metals the independent lab detected in her hair sample were likely from the hair dye she used since she dyed it pretty frequently. Winter also stands by the L.A. County Coroner's findings, and has gone on record to say that he is 100% positive that Brittany wasn't murdered wasn't that by foul play. So um, to end it, Brittany Murphy's case is closed, but that obviously hasn't stopped people from coming up with theories of their own. So rumors about toxic mold in the home being to blame for Brittany's and Simon's deaths made TMZ headlines around 2010 Law enforcement um, sources apparently told TMZ that the issue of mold came up early during the investigation into Brittany's death, but that it wasn't considered a contributing factor. Sharon, however, insisted the mold theory was bogus and that she was never told any of this. But in December t- uh, 2011, she seemed to have changed her mind when she filed a lawsuit against the property developer, uh, developers for construction defects. Sharon won $600,000 in the settlement- but she later sued the attorneys who represented her in that lawsuit because, from my understanding, she didn't realize that, like, going forward with it meant losing the ability to file a wrongful death lawsuit. So. Oh. Yes. So she sued oh, them for something different she when she could have sued them for wrongful she death. She was gonna
2: find them guilty and then basically find them double guilty for her. Death. We'll use that guilty finding to then show it was their fault.
3: Correct. That, again, that's kind of how I take it, probably not in well, layman's then you know terms, what? but
0: but you know what then? Then you had then then if your counsel didn't inform you of that, yes. then that's so true. That's, you weren't yes. represented correctly.
3: So that's what she's doing. So she sued her attorneys. And apparently the lawsuit against her attorneys was settled, but the terms of it have never been
0: disclosed. Can I point one thing out really quick? Yeah. If there, if mold is even a factor, because I thought of that too, Sarah, when you brought that up, her mom's not healthy.
3: Yeah, there, yes. that's what. And her mom has been living there the entire time, so that's what has automatically struck me as very odd.
0: Like, I feel like if, even if they're doing drugs, like, their immune systems are equal then, because, like, you're doing a bunch of drugs- and then, but your mom's super unhealthy. Like I'm saying, everybody's different. But like, you're going in with like the same amount of immune system in my mind.
2: Unless it's in one, if it's like uh, concentrated in on one part of the house, I know nothing about mold.
3: I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. But you would also think there would like if it was mold, then but she's wouldn't been that sharing be sharing a bed
0: with him? So. Hmm.
3: <laughs> but if it was mold, don't you think that would have been plastered everywhere? Like mold was the cause, and then that's it.
0: Yeah.
3: Game over. End of story. Like that. That's what makes sense to me. I mean, honestly.
0: I'm- and I don't talk about my job, but um, I do a lot with, like, facilities. So, uh, like, mold tests are, like, a little bit expensive. But, like, they're very easy to conduct. Like, it's not hard at all. You can do an air quality test. You can do a mold test. They're basically yeah. the same thing. But, like, all they had to do is test that, like, real right quick. It's – you can do each individual room. You can do the whole – like, I work for office buildings. So, they do, like, the office mm-hmm. main part. But, Yeah. It's not that big of a deal to do that.
3: Yeah, but that's what also makes me question that theory because I'm like, if Sharon's been here this whole time, then why wasn't she affected? Like that doesn't it doesn't make any sense. That's what
0: I'm saying, like at all. So health didn't decline. Apparently,
3: so that's why I'm like, "Eh, I don't know about that. Yeah, there is a wild conspiracy theory that Britney was targeted by the government because of her alleged friendship and support of Julia Davis. Davis was a former Department of Homeland Security officer who, according to Holly McKay's Fox News article, reported DHS to the FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Force when her superiors refused to take action regarding information she had of improperly processed entries of 23 aliens from terrorist countries into the U.S. in 2004. Basically, she was like, there might be a terrorist attack. And DHS apparently, allegedly, allegedly Did nothing. So, DHS apparently retaliated by raiding Davis's home, and she was classified as a whistleblower. Oh, that Mm -hmm. sucks. So, Davis made a documentary about the event called Top Priority, The Terror Within, and at some point during it, she, like, claims DHS put both Brittany and Simon on their watch list, and the government became dead set on getting Simon deported. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Simon t- uh, did take extreme security measures, which we've kind of heard throughout his, like, house tour, and he, like, believed him and Brittany were under surveillance by helicopters and their phones were bugged. Right. Yeah. Simon's strange behavior, along with the fact that he, in- and you know, installed those insane amount of cameras in the home, led to some people to believe that this theory is true but according to ishaq's all That Is interesting.com article the only connection between britney and davis um apparently was a letter that davis sent to britney's publicist asking for support in her case but the publicist politely declined
0: oh my that's a little bit of a stretch then
2: yes that one, like I said, is wild. Yeah. So you lose me at helicopters because that's a very <laughs> yeah. obvious like either they're there or they are not. Yeah. I think he was tweaking out a little bit. Oh. Is something really
3: wrong with him? We um, can kinda we can definitely talk about it at the end. Okay. So
2: I may look into him later also because
3: Yes. I'm was he diagnosed with anything? No. were, were there things going on? Probably. I mean, Most definitely. From what
2: you've said about like his processes and like his understanding of things, it yeah. seems like something. And he was very
3: controlling. He was definitely like a bit paranoid about stuff, and he like that affected Brittany's life too and, because yeah. he made her paranoid. So say, like,
0: not only like is that a possible behavior trait? That's a possible drug-induced behavior trait. That's a possible like behavior trait plus bad drugs. Like,
3: well, and I was also thinking this too. I think i will be talk about this more at the end, but like, so you have a really controlling person and, you know, Brittany's in the home and she's being affected by that. But I was also like, what if Sharon's also being affected by it too? Because she,
0: she was very quiet during that one interview.
3: She, again, because at first I was watching it and I'm like, it's
2: really weird that she's like nodding her head yes and saying these things. Like your daughter's
0: dad stand up for like what's going on.
2: I'm going to throw out, remember Foley Adieu, The yep. madness for two. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like maybe we're looking at that. Maybe. It's possible. Mhm. Or
0: yeah, maybe it's madness of two and they like they both targeted Britney. Okay, anyway, Erin. Yes. We're going to talk about possibilities here. Maybe okay. In a limited, yes. Yeah, One most. of the
3: more popular theories is that Britney was murdered either by Simon or Sharon. Some suspect that Simon married Britney as part of a get rich quick scheme and he set out to control her by keeping her locked inside the mansion and making sure her prescriptions were always full. Angelo even suspected Simon for a time, wondering if he had been responsible for his daughter's death. However, when Simon eerily passed away by similar circumstances, suspicion turned to Sharon and people questioned whether she poisoned Brittany and then poisoned Simon five months later to cover her tracks. According to Linda Monjack, Simon and Brittany were planning on, like I mentioned, starting a new life in New York, um, apparently without Sharon. So Maybe she got wind of these plans and thought she wouldn't be taken oh. care of anymore. um nice. The Hollywood Reporter article mentioned something completely different, though. So, again, that's complete speculation, just like the other theories I mentioned. And don't get it twisted, though. Like, some of her actions are pretty shady, but Sharon has never been considered a suspect in her daughter's death at all.
1: Okay.
3: The Unsatisfying conclusion to this case may be exactly what the LA County coroner determined that Britney died from natural causes. A few weeks before her death, Britney, Simon, and Sharon had flown to Puerto Rico, where Britney was scheduled to begin filming her part in the low-budget film *The Caller*. Things quickly went south when Simon allegedly showed up on set drunk the first day of filming. Nice. Mm -hmm. The producers tried to ban him from coming on set, but Britney just ended up quitting on the spot. (gasps) Simon later told the Hollywood Reporter that Britney only quit because she found out that the thriller she uh, she thought she was starring in was actually a horror movie, and she apparently refused to take part in a horror flicks.
0: Okay, thriller horror, like okay,
1: mm-hmm.
0: wow, um, really though. Again, this is
3: what <laughs> Simon says,
2: so and we have to do what Simon says. Mm-hmm.
3: Instead of heading back home, Britney, Simon, and Sharon stayed in Puerto Rico for an eight-day vacation. During their flight home, both Simon and Sharon came down with *Staphylococcus aureus, which is the bacteria responsible for staph infections that,
0: Mm -hmm.
3: well, if left untreated, can lead to pneumonia, heart valve infections, and bone infections. Simon apparently became so ill that he had what he described as a mild heart attack, and Brittany had to administer CPR on the flight home. Whoa. Um, But the Hollywood Reporter said apparently Britney described his affliction as more of like an asthma attack. So again, who's who knows whose whose story is correct? (laughs) But Britney also became sick after returning home, and she was actually ill for six weeks, not the week to ten days Simon had suggested to investigators. But since apparently Britney frequently complained about being sick, Simon and Sharon didn't take her seriously and didn't think to take her to the hospital her mother has been reported saying her daughter could be dramatic and even on the morning of britney's death she like just made her like a cup of hot tea and ginger like to help thinking that would help
0: yeah it's gonna help with my Mm -hmm. meningococcal pneumonia all i hear is meningococcal meningitis but that's not what you said it's staphylococcal
3: Staphylococcus aureus, however you pronounce it. So it he leads to on, a staph infection. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've had, on. like I've yeah. had a
2: staph infection before. So like, but a lot of times it's I know like, a
0: girl who had one, it was under... And that wasn't
2: Did it, she drink tea yeah. with ginger and it went away? Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's what her mom fixed it
0: for. The cure. And she got better the next day.
2: Yeah. Miracles. Mom was on my forehead. It was
3: not fun. Oh, so <laughs> another factor that led to Brittany's death was the mix of over-the-counter medication in her system. While well, the coroner stated um, this wasn't what ultimately caused Brittany's death, the slew of medications she took prior to and on the day of her death definitely took a toll on her body. She had taken the antibiotic Biaxin, migraine bills, cough medicine, a nasal spray, Prozac, an anti-seizure drug, an anti-inflammatory, a beta blocker that Simon had given her, and Vicoprofen to counter her period pain. Holy fuck. The illness she had for several weeks and her unusually heavy periods may have led to her like iron deficiency anemia uh, further compromising her immune system and making her at risk for pneumonia. Her weakened immune system combined with the drug cocktail she took likely had very adverse effects on her body, and since she wasn't taken to a doctor, she never received the treatment she desperately needed. According to The Hollywood Reporter... While Brittany hadn't seen a doctor, she had actually consulted with one over the phone and had talked to a pharmacist like a few times during the six weeks she was sick and she had scheduled a doctor's appointment for that coming Monday, December 21st. But as we know, she unfortunately didn't make it to that appointment. So if that appointment like might have been just a few days earlier or if Simon or Sharon had taken to her hospital,
2: maybe she would still be alive today. Okay. Just really quick. Mm -hmm. It is in the 2000s. No longer is it like 1600s England. Yeah. To be a doctor, you have to go to school, meaning you know what these medicines do. Mm -hmm. No longer can someone just get a pair of scissors and say they are a doctor. Correct. Mm -hmm. Why was this Simon man playing pharmacist? Like why would she ever need anti-seizure medication if she didn't have any seizures? He had the seizures. I yes, think, yeah, correct. Yeah. He had seizures. I th- I think he just made her paranoid.
3: He just, I think he...
0: Well, sometimes different medications give you different levels of... Like, it may not do anything, but it makes you high. Or it makes you, like, take really sleep really good. Or, you know, so... They've always been very
3: enough. adamant about God. her not, like, being addicted to drugs or anything like that. Like, both Simon some and Sharon coach, have said that.
0: crack she smoked, but okay.
3: I think... In all honesty, I think Simon had a lot of control. Yeah, I think he was—he yeah. was, he was like. the British guy. He was Jewish. He did all this holistic stuff.
1: Mm. Like in his interview,
3: he was like, "I was a rabbi. I don't know what to do." Like,
2: holistic is we're fine, not... but
1: <gasps> yeah.
3: And and I had read in the Hollywood Reporter again, taken with a grain of salt, since a lot of information came from Simon, but they were afraid of their image. Like they were sick. That like Britney wouldn't get roles if she was sick or if she was deemed a certain way. So with all these rumors going around, I guess if she was spotted like getting these medications or out scenes, getting sick. <sighs> yeah, then... all
0: ninety medications. Really, really hard to keep that on the down low. Um, I fe- <laughs> she's been sick for six weeks. I'm sorry, Correct, but like yes. she was a some- somewhat healthy individual before all this happened.
1: Mm-hmm. There is
0: no frick fracking way that she just woke up. Went about her, you know, morning, and then like she had to been like she was there. She was sick. Yes, that's what she had
3: laryngitis for a couple days. Like literally had laryngitis for a couple days and um, just yeah.
0: Also, you pointed out that he in his interview said several times like this is where she fell. How do you fucking know she fell? But you because he was there
3: doing CPR. Well, his from his what his mom said.
0: So if how do you know she fell? Was she alone? So you left her alone. Or were you with her? Because if you were with her, then you know she's sick and you need to call 911. That's what I'm saying. hmm Well, you can see where she was They were in the same house. Hap- yeah. I don't know. What
3: they were all in the same there. room. It was the bedroom. The bathroom and the bedroom. Yeah,
0: they, pro- yeah, they were.
3: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, unfortunately, that is my story. But, unfortunately, <laughs> I do think it is natural causes theory. It sounds like, like it's-, it's
2: natural causes with some help.
3: I don't even know. With help, with stupidity, maybe that's, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's that's what I think.
0: On all parts, yeah. I yes. You went. You <sighs> you literally got diagnosed with a tropical disease or or disease that was caused by you traveling, and then you're just gonna go about your life, bro. <laughs> kind
2: of yeah. like if you had COVID and still went out in public and thought mm-hmm. it'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Anyone drawing conclusions? Yeah, but I mean, there are
3: people who do. I mean. They know they're sick and they're still like going about like I'm not going to go to a doctor, whether well, or not because I have insurance. That that's a whole other
0: thing, but like you know what I mean. Like or people who still feel bad and they're like, oh, I'll be fine. Maybe she didn't want to go because she had drugs in her system and she didn't want to be, she didn't want to be caught. Maybe, maybe. she knew that they were going to test her and they were going to see it. Maybe so maybe it's not as much on the other people. I do think her mom's a little shady little motherfucker, but.
2: Some's
0: different. How did they die it is s- five months apart so similarly? Grief. Well, and that's... Heart, he died oh, of a broken heart. So they heart. do... It, the cuddling well, in the same said, bed was enough. That's
3: what they said Brittany died of, which I thought was funny. But, I mean, you do have two different people, though. So, like, Simon did have, like, seizures, heart issues, whatever. He was 300 pounds. She was, like, 115 pounds. So, like, Simon, he died. Like, that is what it is. Because to be <laughs> Brittany, Brittany, however, His
2: lifestyle, it's a is, little less surprising. Yes. And I'm sure he didn't get healthier after she passed away. Yes. Correct.
3: So that was more believable. It was Brittany's case, which didn't. But I think with everything that's gone on, I don't think very recently, it's something that can happen. I don't know. I find it very hard to believe because like you do have these theories, but then the theories kind of just end. Like there's nothing else to them besides like, was there toxic mold? And I'm like, was there?
0: Did, and tests? there's no- Who's going to test for that?
3: Yeah, there's there Let literally, there's nothing. I'm like, okay, I feel like if
2: there was toxic mold, we would know there was toxic mold. They would probably love to say it was toxic mold. So you're right. If it was yeah. that, we would know. Yeah. And then I'm like, was well, she poisoned?
3: And I'm like, well, you have one lab saying there's cease metals, but then the coroner's office saying there's not. And I'm like, I... And if it was toxic blood, mold, she
2: the mom wouldn't keep living there.
3: That's why, yeah. So that's what blows my mind. You haven't... Right. So... Uh, You can see how many rabbit holes I went down and how
2: (laughs) How crazy
3: this case was. You
2: were great, Brittany.
3: Yes. Yes. It's very unfortunate. And should she still be around today?
2: Yes. Obviously. Should you watch Little Black Book? Yes.
0: Absolutely. What was the one with her and Dakota
2: Fanning? Is it Uptown Girls? Uptown Girls. There it is. I think. No. I think that's Scarlett Johansson. Because Uptown Girls, isn't she like a nanny? Are you sure? (laughs) No.
0: I thought it was her. Let's IMDb it.
2: Brittany Murphy. You're right. Mm. When you're right, you're right.
0: Yep. There's a pig? Aw, that's cute. Never seen it. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron. Yep. Thank you, but no thank you. (laughs) Right. I agree. (laughs) Like, a little bit rude. A little bit informative. All right, very informative, but I'm sad. Also very weird.
2: Yes, I'm looking into the Simon man as soon as I leave here. Because... He's gross
0: looking. I looked at the picture. And, and again,
2: there. that's what throws
3: you off too. Cause it's like suspect numero uno and then he dies and it's like, well, the flips table. Yep.
0: <laughs> well, damn it. Sharon's got an al- I'm out of here. You're yeah. Like, oh. like
3: what? <laughs> uh,
0: well, we went from celebrities, celebrity. What are you bringing us?
2: Yeah. Celebrities.
0: <gasps> Tell me what it takes to be a celebrity, Sarah. Mm-hmm. It's called being an infant. Influencer, Influen- inf- actually, Influencer? actually, you know
2: what? No, I do kind of. Okay, so oh. Aaron, is that are you? That that is that's all I okay, have. Cool. So, okay. Sarah, I'm ready. Take okay. Care. So mine is not about famous people, but I did get my topic from watching something famous. Uh huh. Okay. You guys watch the football game. Yes, the, the entire the horrible.
3: Game? You mean the thing.
2: Super Bowl? I do. <laughs> I do mean the Super Bowl. It was rigged. I did, <laughs> I did not. Oh, what are we talking about? Literally. Okay. So while watching Super Bowl, I thought everything seemed fair enough. I was a little drunk, so that's fine. Um, But the next was, morning, my Facebook everyone. feed and Aaron, apparently, is saying otherwise. I was looking for memes at halftime. I was ready. <laughs> it was literally like I watched a completely different game than everyone else. Um, and the same thing happened to me when the debates for the, the election happened. Like, I would watch it, make my opinions. Like, I loved how, you know, VP Harris handled her debate. But then I saw so many people saying she was rude and the term bitchy was used. Mm. So I went back and watched it again. And this time I did. I see what they're talking about. Um, so the fact that I looked right past it pointed to a little thing called bias.
1: Ah. And the fact
2: that some people think the game wasn't fair could be bias, Really? Really? Because it's like a team thing or something? Biased. Okay. Um,
1: Granted,
3: the Chiefs just couldn't catch a damn ball, but we're not going to get into that. That's biased. That
0: (laughs) that is neither (laughs) here
3: nor there. Everything
0: that's biased. That's what we're
3: talking about today.
2: It's It's a vine. Yeah. Before TikTok. Um, Gen Z, come at me.
0: Yeah, I I have a side part, so I don't know what you guys are talking about, but um, (laughs) we're cultured. It's like the little like black boy and it's just like quiet, And like, they'll play a clip before and he goes, That's racist! I just- <laughs> <laughs> so I say that like at inappropriate times almost it's like that's not racist. I'm like, I know, but that's it's funny. So now I'm like, That's
2: biased! <laughs> that's biased. I'm learning. Teach yes. me, mama. Okay, so bias is a prejudice in favor or against one thing, person or group, um, compared to another, usually in a way that is unfair. Mm-hmm. So to put it in a psychology psychological way we are actually talking about cognitive biases and that is an error like in your systematic thinking everyone knows humans are not perfect even my beloved crooner frank sinatra was said Mm. to be a terrible (laughs) misogynist Uh. and this is why we should meet our heroes (laughs) Um, but the human brain it's powerful but has its limitations so cognitive bias did come up when i talked about the dunning-kruger effect But since I don't assume everyone is actively taking notes during our rants, here is a little (laughs) recap. They're probably driving, doing something cool. What if you were just like, go back to episode blah, 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 and (laughs) and
3: listen to that before you listen Uh, to this story? To be fair,
0: uh, this is Morgan. Um, Aaron and Sarah take (laughs) frivolous notes, and I sit here and listen the entire time. My hands do not They do not leave my lap aside to, like, play with my split ends. And Aaron and Sarah take diligent notes, so I have no room to talk. Continue.
2: (laughs) I wouldn't say diligent. No, and it's... I won't... I don't think I could follow all of the twists and like, some of your guys' stories if I didn't take notes. All right. And then help, like, titles and stuff. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so... There are... <laughs> so, a little recap. Here we go. I'm back. So, cognitive biases are a result of your brain's attempt to simplify the constant process of information gathering. So, and that is the most high-level way to describe it because under the umbrella of cognitive bias, there are many types. I'm not going to go through all of them, but there are a few I want to highlight. Okay. So, the first one we have is confirmation bias. Mhm. Any guesses what that one's on?
0: I learned about that in my um, AP psychology class, and Yay. also when I had to retake it in college because I didn't pass. <laughs> uh, wait, what was the word again? <laughs> um,
2: confirmation bias. Yeah, I know what that is. So I'll just <laughs> this is when you favor certain pieces of information because they tie into your existing beliefs. Correct.
3: <laughs> exactly what I remembered from that class I took. Maybe along the page. it's kind of like know. a like
0: a hindsight twenty twenty. Like, no, I thought I thought <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Oh if I want something to go one way, I'm going to lean towards the facts that favor that.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. and then on the flip mm-hmm. side, you can also not believe or discount pieces of information that does not fit in the box you've created.
0: That we're all in a simulation.
2: Don't Literally, <laughs> my example. Hey, I... my example would be. I don't think simulation theory is real from last episode. You don't have to go back, it's fine. Um, because part of it is that aliens have never visited Earth, but in my bones I know they yeah. yes, have. Yeah.
0: <laughs> At ha- least once an episode, we are like weirdly insane. Yes. Yeah.
2: But like, okay, have I ever seen an alien? No. I mean, maybe you have. Maybe I am one. Have I ever seen a simulation force field? No. So they're equally. Like, they are both equally right or wrong, mm-hmm. but aliens. So, um, another would be, oh, <laughs> would be, um, there's been talks of stricter gun regulations, Whoa. and that's led a lot of Americans to think our government is going to come take all their guns. Ooh, that's spicy topic. I'm not trying to get into politics. I'm just saying, there is no way to know for a fact what is going to happen. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to discount that it could. I'm just saying- Taking that one bit of information and using it towards a view you already have is confirmation bias. Okay. Yeah. So the government's never been like, line up your guns, put them on the front lawn, I'm taking them. Because then everyone could be like, oh shit, they're taking our guns. But to be like, we want background checks, like that's just the next step they're going to take. Yep. Like now you're starting to go into confirmation bias because you're using that one little fact Mm -hmm. towards a bigger thing. Which yet again, it could be real. I don't know. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. I'm following. Okay. Okay. So, so far- Um,
0: I think I like that you checked with me and not Aaron, but yeah, I'm with it.
2: (laughs) Well, she said, yeah, you said nothing. (laughs) I said, I said, "Mm -hmm." oh, shed a little head nod. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. So next up we have the halo effect. Ooh. Ooh. I can see you. halo, halo, halo. The halo effect is when you use a ring light for your Instagram pictures and vids and your skin looks fantastic. (laughs) It's <laughs> no, no. My eyebrow I can't move one individually, but I said, hmm, it's, a, it's <laughs> um absolutely not. <laughs> the halo effect is when your overall impression of a person influences how you feel and think about their character. So this okay. applies to physical attractiveness influencing how you rate their other qualities. <gasps>
1: mm-hmm. So it's
2: referred to it's also referred to, excuse me, as the physical attractiveness stereotype. And the, quote, unquote, what is beautiful is also good. So, like,
0: what Tinder thrives off of. Would you
2: get out of my <laughs> head? Just for a second. <laughs> you are going to lose your mind in, like, two minutes. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So, okay. basically, so- people who are considered more attractive tend to be rated higher on other positive traits, too. Which yes. is why, inf- like, Instagram influencers exist. Yep. Like, oh, my God, they're gorgeous and hilarious. When, in fact, they could be a 3 out of 10 on the funny Mm -hmm. scale, but we still buy the products they advertise because they're 10 out of 10 beautiful. We're opposite. opposite. Haven't there been studies Mm
3: -hmm. on that, though? Like, look at these pictures. Who do you think would, Mm -hmm. I don't know, commit commit a crime, something silly like that? And then you're just like, oh, this person. Because they think they don't have those physical... Attributes. I'm I don't nodding have so hard. The
0: rape, uh, the rapey shark eyes. That's what I call them. Like, uh, I'll, I'll find a picture of what I mean. But like some, some people have the. It's ba- You know what? Their eye. It's not a brown eyed thing. It's your eyes are so dark that like I can't see your pupils, and I don't trust you. Oh, okay. It's creepy. Hold that.
2: Okay. Yeah. And you
3: I said think it, there's a lot more to it than just the rapey
0: eyes.
2: Correct. But, that was where I. Yes. But, yeah, it doesn't have but to I be, see though. what you said. Um, so you said opposite I said Mm-mm. obviously that's why everyone listened to Sinister Sunrise we are 10 out of 10 on funny and 30 out of 10 on beauty so <gasps> <Ooh! laughs> okay, okay mine's reversed but thank you <laughs> we are so beautiful in fact that we do you a favor you're welcome and make this an audio platform <laughs> otherwise you would just buy everything we wanted to and we don't want to take advantage of you like that <laughs> Never. so don't forget it <laughs> you know what I, kn- I know you guys want to see my sweaty pits so that's why this is an off-
0: you guys know the drill if you want to go to 0s and type in sinister and check out you get 50% off a $20 purchase Move just on. do it do it
2: do it do yeah, it code
0: sinister. we're
2: influencing it. you to do it with our sultry voices I'm trying to be smooth and I'm not as smooth as Sarah anyway go on. so it doesn't just apply to beauty
0: Um, According
2: to VeryWellMind.com, it can also apply to other positive attributes. Uh So take someone who is very social and kind. They will more than likely also be thought of as likable and intelligent. But in reality, Mm -hmm. they could just be great in social situations.
0: Yes. Like, I just feel that really hit home because I'm pretty outgoing, my guys. (laughs) 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 You is smart. You is kind. I got street smarts. I got...
2: No school (laughs) smarts. We all have degrees. She laughs because it's true. We all have degrees, is why I'm laughing. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so take someone like Ted Bundy charismatic (gasps) by day, serial killer by night. True. But people had a hard time for a long while seeing him as a threat. And that's why all them ladies are throwing themselves. Kind of, yeah. yeah. So the whole point of the halo effect is that perceptions of one quality lead to biased judgments to other qualities of that person. You got them horse blinders on. Yes, actually, yes yeah um so there have been a lot of studies done on this mm-hmm. um one and one it was found that the halo effect has a prevalent impact on classrooms because remember these are unconscious biases so it's not like that creep of a teacher is going to look out and intentionally rate their students on like hot or not yeah um i hope okay, if you're doing God, that hopefully maybe not. We get out of the classroom Um, (laughs) you've chosen the wrong profession (laughs) 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 Um, Disgusting. but instead it can impact how teachers treat their students and the opposite can affect how students view their teachers so researchers found that teachers that students rated quote unquote warm and friendly were also the teachers that were rated more attractive appealing and likable oh okay yeah and it can also be seen in the workplace again using the verywellmind.com as my source here Um, they state that if a prospective employer views the applicant as attractive or likable, they are more likely to also rate them as intelligent, competent, and qualified. So sinister tip, the next interview you have, make sure you wake up early so you can shower because boy, howdy, does that make a difference? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Again, stepping away from appearances, it's also been shown that A worker's enthusiasm or positive energy may overshadow any lack of knowledge or skill. (coughs) Hey, hey. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Meaning their coworkers may rate them higher than their actual performance justifies. Mm -hmm. And we all probably know someone or have worked with someone and you are confused why that person got the big project or promotion because you know they aren't super special. Yeah. It could be the halo effect at play. I'm sorry. Makes sense, Yeah. Yeah. The workplace is dangerous for that. Mm-hmm.
0: We had a whole PowerPoint presentation about it. Really? Oh. Yeah.
2: Well, not well about like bias yeah. and
0: stuff in the workplace. But I could see. Mm-hmm, okay. That's cool.
2: yeah. There we go. So opposite of the halo effect is the horns effect. Oh. Insert Toro oh, 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 horns. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Mess with the halo, you get the horns. Um, this is where your first impression of someone is not great then you will unconsciously concentrate only on the negative aspects of their character and not treat them as well as you should. Wow! Again, not calling anyone out. Everyone does this whether they want to admit it or not. And I love the example that was given on healthline.com, so I'm going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say you're new, you just got a new manager and he is bald. Immediately, he may remind you of that mean middle school teacher who mocked you when you answered that Paris was in Canada. And I'm not saying I pulled that from my childhood. But um thought that. <laughs> because of this saved memory in your little brain bank of traumas, you may immediately have some resentment or distrust to this new boss, meaning that it's just one more hurdle this poor man has to overcome. Sarah. I was in eighth grade. I raised my Sarah, hand. Stop, 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 you're
0: you Raise <laughs>
2: my hand one time. You're making, How
0: how much is in your brain bank of traumas? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Oh no! Like, oh no! Had that's a, a, a long, that's a conversation um, for another day, Erin. Oh, yeah, that, that's out. a really that's a really deep. I
2: thought I was this conversation. Geography. Yeah. Oh, I suck at geography. Oh, me too. Me, me fucking too. Well, Whatever. out of the United States, I'm out. I'm out. Have you taken an in the United States quiz recently? It's more difficult than I remember. Oh, yeah, do you remember I the had. quiz you had? Oh, yeah. was you say, gave us. No, it was me. <laughs> I think I had like one.
0: Yeah. Maybe. Oh, wait, you
2: gave it, but I aced it.
0: That's why I remember it. Oh, yeah.
2: Look at you. Okay. Again, this is yeah. not intentional. Remember, there's a lot of input and output going on in your noggin every day. I have a question. Yeah.
0: You're mentioning a lot of these examples that we do this for a person. Can you do it for other things? Like what? So, when you said the horns thing, where you think negative, in case. No one knows me on a personal level, a.k.a. everyone who knows me on a personal level will get this. I hold very bad
2: restaurant grudges.
0: Like, if you <laughs> yes. do
2: me wrong, I I can't. That would be, yes, that okay. would be the horns and halo effect. All right, cool. Not confirmation bias so much, but they did you wrong. Now you don't want to go back. Like, it's bad.
0: Like, my friend's like, oh, I'll try it again. No. Like, I, I would maybe call that horns effect. Right, well, well my... maybe not, because... I'm thinking about the bad qualities of the restaurant. Yeah.
2: I would more so say it would be the horns effect if you had to wait longer than you thought you should to get a table. So then once you sit down, like, now the food doesn't taste great. Which, in reality, maybe it tastes okay, so like but you already wait. hate it. because when I had to
0: wait long for my beer, even though Wes and my mom got served with their
2: drinks. And I had to wait. Uh he came back to the table three. It times. already has a bad taste in your mouth. That's what it is. It's when you yeah. get the first bad taste, and then everything else is kind of skewed. Yep. So hating a restaurant isn't really the horns effect, but getting- hating what started it. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. And then looking for the negatives You know, I got to relate it to my life.
2: Don't go to Fifty Fourth Street. Sorry. No, you're fine. Fifty Fourth Street. Take it away. I don't care. I don't care. It's fine. Um, They'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, they have plenty of people. <laughs> the new Applebee's. They're okay. Okay. Um. Okay. So yeah, there's a lot of input and output going on. So we physically cannot put intention into every thought. And that's how these cognitive biases happen. They are really just shortcuts based on experiences or readings in the past. Another fantastic way to look at these halo and horn effects is everyone's favorite. Tinder, Morgan. Hey. Coming back to just get out of my head. Whoa. So, Okay. Think about it. You're making a snap decision every single time you swipe. Again, ladies, think about if you are on Tinder and you see a man who you deem is unattractive holding a fish. You, not being super outdoorsy, are going to swipe left. No thanks. I don't like the smell of fish and you're tacky and I hate you. <laughs> so keep swiping, swipe, swipe, swipe. Could have cleaned the floor with all the swipper swiping you are doing. Oh my God. Now you come across someone who who you unconsciously label as an 8 out of 10 on the attractive scale. Right. And I caramba. In the next picture, he's out in the woods holding a duck that he hunted. Ooh. How attractive a man that can provide for us in the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I'm exaggerating, but you get the point. Mahal. Uh-huh. So. Uh-huh. And. <laughs> so it's. Wait, I'm so sorry. So it's
0: like when I maybe swiped like on like. 10 duds, 4.5 years ago, and it was like, ugh, 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 and I saw someone, and I <laughs> looked through, and even though they had a picture dressed up as Santa Claus, I said, hmm, I'll try it. <laughs> Is this someone we know? Maybe. Who may be Wes? editing our podcast? <laughs> no! no! <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I fucking hate Santa, so, Wes, you Do you have this picture?
2: Let's take, oh, that I should have will... went on to say the dates. <gasps> oh.
0: In like the very little oh, corner. I emailed, I emailed Tinder like three times trying to get our profiles back so we could see it. It's like going forever. Oh, so, that's so sad. I'm so sad. I'm going to find the picture for you.
2: Why are you doing that? On a low note, I know we are not like a political podcast, but it is Black History Month. Hey. And I want to just take a minute. This could also play into like how racist thoughts are built. Oh, thousand percent. Okay, so I'm, I'm not racist, but I went to a very small. This would be a terrible time. I was like, what? <laughs> um, so I went to like a you know a smaller town. Yes, majority white kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So say that one African American kid did something I didn't like. If it was confirmation bias or the horns effect, I would then be like, well, he's a terrible person, and every single African American yep. I see is gonna be just like mm-hmm. that. Please don't mm-hmm. do that. Please, 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 just it can take a go minute. For women, men, yeah.
0: Asians, Mexicans, Christians, Jews, any any Anything.
2: category. Anything is what we're saying. But I, would just, um, I was just listening to this case. Um, I, I always do this. I'm so sorry. It was on, doesn't matter. It was um, like an African-American kid walking home. He was kind of, I think, on the spectrum or something, but he had like mm-hmm. a ski mask on because he also had something wrong because there's so many like health issues. Like his face got really cold. And a woman oh. called the cops on him because she because saw him he was walking. wearing a ski mask. Yes, yeah. it was night. He was wearing a ski mask, and the cops came, and he ended up getting murdered. Yeah, by the cops. It was like a really big deal. I'm so sorry. I can't think of the name right now. Um, oh my god. I'll find it. and Maybe we can put it in. But that is literally the horns effect and confirmation bias. Yeah. Like,
3: you see one thing, think, think something different when it might not even be yes related, like at all.
2: Yes. Oh my god. So, yet again. To overcome confirmation, I'm so sorry to bring it there, but just for a second, I need everyone yeah, yeah, to yeah. critically think. If you have any, like, split decision, like, racist thoughts, maybe dial that back. Because I think you are not thinking enough.
1: Mm.
3: Um,
2: <laughs> I think you are not I love it. I love <laughs> but it. But, I mean, you know, yes. what, you know what I'm saying? No. No, like, uh, Yeah, 100%. It's, it's not fair to anyone to do that. No, not um, at all. And not all blondes are dumb. I'm going to throw that out also. <laughs> I haven't got a blonde joke in a while, but I know someone's thinking it. Um, so to overcome cognitive bias, g- good luck. Um, you can, and there are ways to help, but it is difficult, especially as you get older, because fun fact, your cognitive flexibility is more likely to lessen, meaning you are slowly getting more and more set in your ways. Mm-hmm. But you can do a couple of things to overcome this. So one, being aware of bias. there is training out there for this, and honestly, listening to podcasts like ours helps anything to kind of bring to the forefront like, oh, hey, I may not really be making impartial decisions. And yes, it's very difficult for humans to make impartial decisions. But the fact that you know that and you can take a step back will help. Um, To consider factors that influence your decisions. um, Essentially, you have to ask, are there factors like overconfidence or self-interest at play? Example, I'm currently wrestling with this that all millennials are wrestling with. Um, being called out as old because we part our hair on the side and wear skinny jeans. How dare you? What am I wearing right now? She is so hot right now in skinny jeans. Whoops. Ooh, in that side part. Thank you. Mm. What is wrong with that side part? <laughs> and I look good. Yes. That is so hot. And all my Pinterest shows me is ladies in skinny jean outfits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, that's probably because all I like on Pinterest and save <laughs> is ladies with skinny jeans and their hair part on the side. Yep. So really, it could be overconfidence and lack of exposure to other types of clothing, because literally I just typed out the word style to search in Pinterest, <clears throat> and I had a rude awakening. <gasps> I am not as in style as I thought.
0: Aw, you're always in style in my head, Yeah. Thanks.
2: Thanks, guys. Especially in that Sinister Sunrise butcher you got on. hmm I feel it. <laughs> okay (laughs) um and that brings me to my last point so you got to challenge your biases um so every once in a while you just take a step back and say huh maybe I could possibly maybe just maybe maybe I could um I could need to make some changes of how I try to think and do things that would actively challenge my beliefs just you said actively actively Actively. your voice (laughs) (laughs) because I wrote that in a not very comprehensive way that's fine so like re-watching the presidential debate to see why everyone thought vp harris was being rude and looking at different styles of pants because everything was changing really it's just critical thinking on a subject that you thought you already had down pat correct yep okay so yes everyone take a breath dog (laughs) <laughs> dog outside that was the most like cartoonish bark
0: ever you're not on this podcast is that real
3: no it's a real
0: it's a real dog Woof! woof. bias behind me bias remember that one time you saw a scroll and you thought you were gonna die <laughs> I,
2: I lost three years <laughs> of my life i think it said around the corner <laughs> Woo. so overall confirmation bias and the halo horns effect is hard to recognize at first but I'm sorry, they're probably happening right now and they're gonna to continue to happen. The best thing you can do Always. is those three steps I listed and try not to make quick decisions that are not based in data or data, depending on where you live. Mm-hmm. Um, example, that attractive person at the office who is interested in a technical role, maybe check that they are actually capable ah. and also open that positions to others so allow for applicants, not just that one person you were thinking of. Ah,
1: uh, yes.
2: Mm-hmm. And realize if he has a deer or duck in his tender profile, that probably means he is equally as smelly as the man <laughs> who has the fish. They are both outdoorsy, <laughs> and they probably haven't heard about the antiperspirant zero sweat. <laughs> but you have, and I suggest... Check it out. Check it out. Um, and lastly, be good to yourselves. There's no bias in that. <laughs> There you go. There is a right, bias really, map, but be good to yourself. I'm really glad we
0: ended That was a good ending. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Um, thank you. That was good. We are a little biased, but thank you.
0: You know what? We're great. I'm um, not so biased.
2: It's we're, called backs. <laughs> we're 30 <laughs> out of 10 on attractive scale, so you're welcome.
0: Sarah, if you to talk to you about that?
2: Don't make me look just, in a mirror. Just
0: uh, touch the ceiling again.
2: I was going to say, that, that time I heard it. Yeah, so so my nail like, oh. touched
0: the vent. It's fine. We're... We're in Aaron's basement. In case that wasn't clear, it's a very clean and finished basement. However, sitting in a bar stool, her vent I can reach because I am five eleven and sitting. So, you can Aaron, touch it too. Aaron's short and can reach. All right, we can all reach it. We're all sitting all at, it. This, We're all, at this at this table. When, that's weird. When you sit, are you the same height as like everyone? Unless you it have like a no. mini torso,
2: it probably depends on torso height. Cause some oh, are <laughs> no,
0: definitely, well, definitely can...
2: not. All right. <laughs> yeah, we're all the same height. <laughs> uh, did you see? I can reach the same amount <laughs> you can if I were to, like, stand on And you can just toes. lower your arms a little bit. I'll put mine up. From? Yeah. If you, if you don't try, then right. yeah, we're the same height. Do or so. do not, there is no try.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome, From Andrew. the tall, medium, and small uh-huh. Sisters of Sinister Sunrise, this has been episode 55. Yeah. yeah and of course happiest of birthdays to aa Ron. thank you by the time this comes and out i will be, yeah you'll have I'll your birthday old too. i'll be old lady and we're uh, all the same age in a couple of days woo, woo, woo. and it's young it's very young yes um we are so young
2: so, um, <laughs> <laughs> only for a little bit no we're, we're young we're currently tonight we are
0: how many times can I sing in an episode? Anyway, um, with that, mm-hmm. hope you enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. Hey. Um, mm-hmm. Gonna say it even though I'm upset. Go to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating and review. I think we have a new one, but <gasps> it hasn't
3: it hasn't popped up yet. Like the rating is there, but you know the actual. Okay, comments, that's okay. That's okay, guys. So All I right. think we have one. Maybe we'll read it out next time. Okay.
0: But, like, yeah. Yeah. Also, please follow us and like us on Facebook. Um, Instagram and the only time our name is different TikTok Sinister underscore Sunrise underscore podcast we post some cool videos that Sarah edits and creates I need, to make an, I need to make some more yes they're cool just go like them all Um, yeah and stay tuned to our content where we post you know obviously weekly updates with images of the cases and stuff that we discuss and games we play mm-hmm. um, with that ladies I think episode 55 is uh, in the bag yep
2: thank you yep Bye!